0: Welcome to the Zelda Informer podcast. I am your host, as always, Alfred to joined today by one person and one person only, and that is Nathaniel Mumphaljance. Say hi. Yeah. Here we go. I'm
1: excited for this week. And, Although it's not this podcast, why I'm excited. But.
0: And if you guys noticed, we had a cool new intro at the very beginning of the video done by the fabulous and fantastic Mr. McIntyre from McIntyre Productions. He's been on the show. And a bunch of his friends. And a bunch of his friends. Yeah. So he's been on the show a bunch of times. been a great guest. Um, he's a really cool guy. Check out some of his videos. Um, he's great at what he does, so go ahead and uh, just enjoy what he has to do. But after the podcast, because we've got some cool stuff ready for you. Okay, so the first thing that we're going to talk about is, of course, we're going to begin and end with this, okay? So we're going to talk about the Game Awards. And we just recently learned, like, as of, like, maybe an hour and a half ago... The Game Awards are going to feature an exclusive look at Breath of the Wild. Um, Now, there's really not a lot to go off of here, um, but as we reported, and as has been reported multiple times before, is that Jeff Keeley has said that he wants the trailers in games, or trailers in games, the trailers for the games, or the the um, gameplay footage or whatever, to be more than just little snippets of the video, like more than just five to thirty seconds, kind of like what we got with. Uh, no Man's Sky, which it was just, like, screen swipes of things that might be in the game, and then we all know what happened there. Um, sorry. Always taking shots at that game. They did release an update. It does make the game better. Bases. Just, yeah. This <laughs> uh, is everything. I mean, hey, there, there's some improvements that are, like, smaller ones. Be- better than nothing. Yeah. It's 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 not the game we were promised just yet, but it's, it's getting there. Um, aside from that, uh, what we're hoping for, or what I'm hoping for... Um, is a few things, and we'll just talk about what we're hoping for for this, it's just more of a discussion topic than like oh exciting news, look at all the things that we're gonna see Um, is what I really wanna, what we really wanna see um, I imagine, first off, is switch footage Um, because we've seen six, seven hours of Wii U footage of the game, now it's time for us to see switch footage uh, like native switch footage Um, and one of the things that we might get considering that this is going to be an exclusive Preview of the game is I'm hoping that they're going to give us a release date for the game. Now, this may happen, this may not happen based on like you know Nintendo being Nintendo. They might say, look forward for more information in January to find out when we're going to release the game. Um, But I'm hoping that they'll at least give us like a you know fall or winter 2017 or like you know Q1 2017 or something like that to where we know kind of in a definitive range where it's coming out. Um, other than that, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that doesn't really want to see too much of the game. Like, I want to see how it looks on the Switch, but I don't really want to see, like, dungeons or anything like that because I don't want that spoiled for me. Um, but w- what about you, Nate? I'm, I'm just kind of talking to talk here. <laughs> Total opposite of you. I know. I know you are. Um,
1: according to Nintendo, we've seen, like, less than 1% of the game. So what's it going to kill the show off 2 or 3% more? Um... And if in that two or three percent, it just shows off, you know, like a couple minutes of like an area outside of the starting area, um, preferably an area we haven't really seen a lot of yet. Maybe we've seen like a glimpse of it in the reveal trailer, but we haven't really like seen any gameplay there. Um, and then, you know, I'd really like to see, uh, I'd like to see this trailer do something that we haven't seen so far with the game. Because all we've seen with the game is basically, here's a big open world, you can do anything you want and it, have a good day.
0: You mean like a cinematic trailer? if that's all trailer? they show
1: again, it's like, okay, is that all this game is? And we know, as Zelda fans, that that's not it. There's story, there's towns, there's NPCs, there's things going on. But we haven't seen any of it. We just keep hearing them say, oh, it exists, but, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, and I'm, I'm hoping for, like, a cinematic trailer. Like, that was one of the things I mentioned a while back. Like, if this is a really story-focused Zelda game, then maybe they're going to show us, like, Actual cutscenes and and like what we talked about last time where uh, was it last time or the time it was the time before I think no it was with Bethany was on um, when we talked about how they wanted to be up to par with the Hyrule Warrior cutscenes so I'm hoping that we're gonna see those kind of like visuals and, and movies in Breath of the Wild um, and hopefully we're gonna see a cinematic trailer at some point <laughs> putting that together maybe showing us like some some of the cool updated graphics in terms of how the movies work but um again that might just be a pipe dream that might just be me um
1: all i want to see is them show thing i I guess the biggest thing here because uh jeff Keeley specifically mentioned like they're gonna have like four or five minutes of mass effect andromeda footage um, and he said that's kind of the direction you know they wanted to go as you said earlier they don't want to repeat No Man's Sky mm-hmm. where it's too much of a vertical slice so little of it that over promises and then you know, under delivers I think Jeff Keighley kind of took it personal uh, with what happened with No Man's Sky because he was part of the hype train for that game um, and he doesn't want that to repeat he wants the games to get hyped upon their own merit based on uh, a realistic vision of what that game is and you know, No Man's Sky obviously overpromised. We've <laughs> we've underhandedly bashed that game <laughs> Be- so many times into in the, the past ground. already. Um, but I-, I think with this, that tells me we're getting at least three, four, maybe even five minutes of Breath of the Wild here. Whether or not it's just a trailer, whether or not it's like a, you know, like an E3 thing where like there's a trailer followed up by like a live on stage demo or something, I have no idea. But I just want whatever they show. Number one, I think we both agree it definitively needs to be Switch footage, and they yes. need to literally state, "This is Breath of the Wild on the Switch," um, or somewhere. Whether it's a, maybe it's just a logo on the footage, I have no idea. But like, they, it needs to be pretty clear that this is Switch. Uh, and I wouldn't even mind. I don't think they would do something like this until the January event. And I wouldn't even mind if at some point in this display of Breath of the Wild. They show like one of those silly video slices that show the differences between the Switch and the Wii U version, mm-hmm. um, just from a visual presentation standpoint. I mean, they, they don't spend a lot of time on it. You know, just even if it's just like a five, six, seven second clip, like if, if the Switch version definitively looks way better than the Wii U version, that's something they might want to highlight right here when they have the, all the hardcore audience paying mm-hmm. attention. Don't they? And like. This game that? isn't held back because of the Switch is basically what I, what I hope that message is.
0: Did they do that with Twilight Princess HD and do a side-by-side video?
1: They did, but again, that's a remake. Yeah, this yeah. is a port. I mean, was, didn't, I didn't know off. if
0: that was yeah. them or if that was another uh, like channel or, or YouTube channel. I don't know. It, it? There was a lot of them. So
1: uh, all I know is, is uh, you know this is Nintendo. Nintendo in front of the most hardcore video game audience there is. Um, an audience that cares about video game awards <laughs> is... A pretty serious gaming audience, yeah. Uh, and you know that—that's why you know back in 2014 they showed off, you know, at the time Zelda U. Uh, there in the first place was that's where an audience might be for that game. So now that it's coming back, like you know, now two years later, they need to you know really show that not only is Breath of the Wild the game you should still believe in, like don't you know lose the hype you got from E3. Here's why you should also believe in it on the Switch and why no one in the right mind should believe the switch is holding this game back which is what a lot of people fear especially if this game isn't coming out at launch and it is coming out you know in June they're worried well once you get so far away from launch you start looking for games that take advantage of the switch and if this game's held back because of the Wii U version visually uh, so I'm hoping. That's why I kind of hope they do like one of those little vertical slices, even just for a little bit, to show how much better it looks on Switch, mm-hmm. uh, which might be discouraging to Wii U owners. But to be fair, I don't think Nintendo should care about that.
0: Well, they're trying to um, distance themselves. A lot from the of people watching anyways. these
1: awards don't own a Wii U, so that that shouldn't even be a thought process that they need to worry about. But beyond that, I think everything they show needs to be new. I don't want to see any retread. As you said, we got seven hours of Wii U footage of, like, one area. Mm -hmm. And that's not even counting all the various demo, you know, gameplay footage out there. So I really want to see something new. Uh, They talked about NPCs and villages. Show us one. The only way i say don't show us one is if there only is one. (laughs) I hope not. Please no. (laughs) But, like, with a game this size, you got to figure there's multiple villages and, you know, hundreds of, of NPCs at least that you can interact with. Um so I would hope they could show us a village even if they don't want to show us any story, like say they don't want to physically talk to an NPC that gives away story, you know, elements or whatever, you know, because that's not what they wanted to do at E3, they could at least show, hey, look, like M- NPCs exist, villages exist. there are things to do here. Uh, there are things to you know, to find out in the world because, a lot of what we've seen in the exploration so far is you find a shrine or you find, like, an, an overworld boss, and that's pretty much it. You might find, you know, like, cool things like the fire rod and all that stuff, but that's stuff you kind of expect in Zelda. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I, I want to see some unexpected things and uh, ways to show that this game is a modern game, not a last-gen game like people are afraid it's going to feel like. Uh, so, and, and that's kind of my theme here is, like, you know, Define that this is switch footage. Show that the switch, you know, version looks visually superior to the Wii Even U. Even plays better, like that. Even plays better, whether it's FPS or I mean, I don't think they're going to do that because they're not going to crap all over the Wii U version. <laughs> but I can see them just at least showing visually that it's better on the Switch, and then just showing that there's a lot to this game beyond just hey you can go anywhere and do anything. Mm-hmm. What's the point of going anywhere and doing anything if there's nothing to find? So they need to show village you know a village i would like to see even like just entering a dungeon we have not we've heard them say there are dungeons we have never in the history of zelda gone into a zelda game release without seeing footage or screenshots of a dungeon
0: yeah and and i'd like to know how many dungeons specifically because uh it's again we've talked about the rumor that there's only gonna be four dungeons Mm -hmm. which is you know majora's mask did that and that was... Well, it's okay fun. if they're huge. Yeah. I mean, they have to be absolutely that, that, that's enormous. That's fine. And like I said, Majora's Mask did that, and it worked fine for that game. And, you know, say what you will, that was ranked uh, Zelda Informer's top Zelda game. So <laughs> Yep, two of the last three years. S- sorry that anybody hates that game or disagrees. That, you know, I voted for it. You can <laughs> shoot me if you want. But that was the, like, that, that should give you hope. If they only say, well, there's only four dungeons. That game was still long. There was so much to do in that game. And the dungeons were only a part of it. Mm-hmm. And so this game, as much as we look forward to dungeons, as much as we look forward to shrines and stuff, this game is like, yeah, all that stuff's nice, but we also want to include you know the t- the towns and the, sh- the sh- uh, shrines, like I said earlier. The open air, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, that-, that whole aspect of the game is just as important as the dungeons, if not more important. I
1: would love, and this is maybe just because it's a dream that was never fulfilled with Skyward Sword. I would love if they end all the footage showing Link hopping on a sky like a like a a loft wing on the ground, flying up into the sky, into the clouds, and just dropping himself anywhere he wants in the world. <laughs> like the freedom of flight that people wanted in Skyward Sword. Like they can do that now. There's, the the console restrictions aren't there. Um, so I still think that was a horrible. I don't think anyway. it's. Gonna, I don't think flight's even going to be in the game. But if it is. That would like just be such a sick way to be like, Yeah, we've been showing you all this exploration and how you can climb and I can do this and, Oh, by the way, eventually you can fly in a loft wing. <laughs> how 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 bad is it? And then like even if even if they don't show him dropping off the loft wing anywhere he wants, you know, you can kind of infer that's possible because the sail cloth is in the game mm-hmm. or parasail as they're calling it uh but even if they show like you go up on that loft up in the sky and you're just in the distance you see this giant beast just flying and you're like what and then it just ends and then it just tells you like a month and a day or if it just ends with 2017 or whatever because um, obviously we, we want to if it's going to come out in march we want to know it's coming out in march yeah. um if it's not coming out in march i would almost like them to hint at, at least give a little hint like get the bad news out of the way now it's
0: summer 2017
1: um, you know, if they say summer twenty seventeen, or if they say, you know, launch window, you know, twenty seventeen or whatever, where now you know launch window means not launch day. Yeah. Um,
0: well, we also want to make, you know just as, as Nintendo, they they should probably make sure at this point since there are conflicting reviews that it's going to come out in summer and then it's going to come out in March. They need to go ahead and settle this and say, okay, this is what this is when it's going to come out, like March twenty seventeen. Or June twenty seventeen or summer twenty seventeen.
1: Yeah, and the thing is, if it's coming out in March, like and Nintendo knows it's coming out in March, they should not shy away from that right now. Yeah. if they have a huge killer like showing for this game, it looks awesome, and somehow they end in that epic finale that I want them to get in the laughing up the sky, seeing this huge beast that you think you can fight, whether or not you can. I don't know. Nintendo's going to leave that as a mystery. <laughs> um, but you, so you go up the sky, you see this big beast, and all of a sudden it flashes on the screen. If it says March twenty seventeen people are going to flip like it's going to go nuts because everyone is worried this is not making launch so if it is going to make launch and nintendo knows it this is the crowd to tell that to hey look come check out the switch on january 12th but uh by the way this game's going to be there day one so no matter what happens like you need to show up and buy the switch because you're going to want to play this
0: we've kind of we kind of already transitioned into the release date which is another topic yes. that I had. Again, we're bringing up the release date for uh, Breath of the Wild because yes. Game UK is uh, apparently advertising <laughs> Breath of the Wild as a March 2017 release. So, yes. um, you know... There's that. Yeah, and GameStop <laughs> has plans to advertise the game in Q1 um, even though, like, so, so we're getting conflicting reports. And
1: Yeah, it, it's weird. <laughs> it's really weird. Now, to be fair, um, from what I read uh, from other like Game UK, like people who actually shop there, uh, it's really hard to believe Game UK with any sort of release date for anything. <laughs> Apparently, they lie with their in store advertising all the time to push pre orders. Um, and the fact that Game UK has an advertisement out for Breath of the Wild when literally no other retailer in the world does, um, like, there's not even a poster at GameStop for this game. Yeah. So you wouldn't even know it's coming unless you asked an employee about it. Uh, so it's really weird that they even have advertising out for it, let alone that it has a date on it. Like, it's highly doubtful that's the actual press material Nintendo gave them. It's, um, it, it's also it highly doubtful really Nintendo's gonna do anything about it. The,
0: their their <laughs> quote-unquote uh, press release, or whatever Game UK has put out, looks like something made in MS Shop All right. uh, paint. Um, because, like, if you look at it, it's like, oh, there's a white box around, like, with the rating pending thing and mm-hmm. the, the temp box art so it, it doesn't yeah, look. It, it doesn't look
1: nintendo quality yeah. to be honest um
0: uh
1: but they do list it on their website mm-hmm. as march
0: 2017 as well
1: uh that's kind of the big oh game uk is a uh, guarantee and it's going to be there yeah, just be careful with those retailer dates uh a lot of retailers have it listed for december 31st 2017 some have it listed for june now mm-hmm. i think it was uh was it target I don't remember. remember. There was some retailer out there that, that for a little bit listed the game as June 13th. Um, can't remember which retailer it been Target. It's not listed. But,
0: it might have been yeah. Walmart, one of those two. I don't remember which yeah,
1: one. Yeah, well, it, it was only for a very short time, and, and someone got a screen cap of it, but they, it's, you know, they, they've taken that down now. But uh, if Nintendo knows it's going to be a launch game, this is the time to be really confident yeah. about it. And really hammer home that like you I don't it doesn't matter what you've been hearing, like this is coming March, period. Well of course at that point they literally cannot backtrack. Um, they cannot come out in January and be like, Yeah, we said March, but not really.
0: And here's the here's the thing about this too. Um this is one of the things like again, we mentioned these guys before. Um, I doubt they even listen to us or hear hear us talk. But uh, <laughs> we talked about kinda of funny a lot. Um, and I was listening to one of their game casts, um, one of the most more recent ones, and they talked about Uh, how while one of the rumors has also said that mario whatever the the mario 3d game is going to be a release game um so i'm going to kind of pose this question to you nate do you think that it'd be wise to release their mario uh whatever their new mario game is like the the 3d world not mario 3d world but the mario in a 3d space like a huge mario game alongside their zelda game as a launch title or do you think it'd be best to stagger those out
1: uh, part of me wants to say it's, it's better to stagger them. But, again, this all depends what the actual first-year lineup is for the system. Mm-hmm. If they've got, like, 12 massive games hitting uh, next year, which would be, you know, less... That'd be over one game a month. Yeah. Uh, then they absolutely should launch with Mario and Zelda. Especially if they know, you know... A month later, you know that's when they have Pikmin coming, or a month after that they have Pokemon Stars, and a month after that they have you know the the new Smash Bros or whatever. Like whatever they have lined up, like if they have such a killer first year lineup, to me, you almost should because I I know there's the argument over oh you really should only have one killer game at launch. Why? (laughs) Not everyone cares about Breath of the Wild, and Mario is a much bigger franchise than Zelda in terms of popularity. Uh, so you could argue it almost makes sense to delay Zelda for so Mario can have the spotlight, but they're both going to have like equal spotlight. When you go to pick up a Switch, there's going to be a giant Mario and giant Breath of the Wild banner. Like you're, if you like Nintendo games, you're going to grab both day one. Yeah, it's just going to happen. Um, I don't think Nintendo needs to concern itself, especially if they know the Switch is coming in at a killer price. Like if they know, hey, two fifty, people buy a couple games with it. Like that's that's a good price. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. Um, you know, for basically what you could buy the Nintendo Wii U deluxe version on its own, you could end up having the Switch with Zelda and Mario. Like, that's huge. And, and I think also <coughs> what people have to remember is that Breath of the Wild is not exclusive to the Switch. That's true. It's also a Wii U game, which means that while it would be a killer game at launch, it's hard for me to be like, man, the killer game at the launch of the Switch. Is a cross-platform game, <laughs> so it almost feels like there's actually room for that Mario game to also be there at launch because it would be exclusive. So, like, you might be able to make the argument at launch, ah, oh, I'll just get Breath of the Wild for Wii U, but you can't get the new, new Mario game for Wii U. Um, well, also, well, yeah, so I can kind of see both scenarios. I, I think <clears throat> if it exists at all, like if Mario's coming at launch, I could see why they might purposely delay Zelda
2: <laughs>
1: because Zelda's not an exclusive. Uh, but I can also see a world where, just release them both. If they're ready to go, what, What? you can't have too much, too many good games at the launch of a yeah. console. Um, you know, Mario and Zombie U is kind of like the big combination for the Wii U. Why can't it be Zelda and
0: Mario? Like, no, that's my thing, too. Like, I don't know why. You want, you want a con- console pusher game. To come out as your as your opening sure. release game, so Mario makes sense. Like that's that's probably one the most recognizable name in video games. Um, oh yeah, no. easily it's their mascot. And uh, so like that makes sense to have that as a system seller. And if you think about it, a lot of people, even some of the people that uh, have commented on our Facebook page, we um, have commented on on our uh, posts, have said that they're probably just going to end up picking up the Wii U version at launch. Like they they don't know if they're going to get a Switch yet. So if let's say theoretically if half of the people pay or pick up the wii u version and half the people pick up the switch that means that it's not pushing systems like you, like a mario game would like they're not getting yeah they're not getting the switch they so don't have to buy the switch to yeah. play that game that, that's that's kind of like um if you think about any not that this is a cross-platform game but in a way it is it's like saying oh i want call of duty specifically for the PlayStation 4, so I'm going to go buy a PlayStation 4, even though I have an Xbox One. It doesn't really make that much sense to a lot of people. To, to us, to hardcore Nintendo fans, we're like, of course, I'll go buy a Switch day one, even if it's like a brick that says Switch will be here in two months. Like, probably. Uh, probably, pr- that'll be my pre-order. Um, but that's, that's not for everyone. Not everyone's going to jump on sure. the Switch bandwagon right away, and they're going to want to play Breath of the Wild r- right away. Um, because there are fans and we'll get to this topic a little later with the fan topics, there are fans that feel like they've been burned by Nintendo um, by, oh, for sure. by pushing the release date of Zelda, what was originally Zelda U, way, way, way further back than, than they ever thought it was going to be. Um, and they're also burned by the fact that it's now a cross-platform game and that the quote-unquote definitive edition with the better graphics and better frame rate is going to be on the Switch. Um, <laughs> and so that, you know, that doesn't sit well with them. Um, but... Moving on, and this is this isn't really news, but this is something that I kind of want to just, just like, think about for a second. So, very a few days ago, Majora's Mask released on the Wii U Virtual Console. Um, this is like no surprise; they're they're just gonna keep putting out these games, um, on the Virtual Console. But with the Wii U second screen, um, and I know that this is like a you know the wii u's dying but do you think Mm -hmm. it would have been a better use or do you think it's okay well two questions do you think it would have been a better use to put the 3ds version on the wii u or just to um or do you think it's even worth it to put majora's mask on the virtual console for the wii u in general like do you think anyone's really going to play it now um do you think it's really going to be that like you know big of a seller on the virtual console I like, that's not really a topic, but I was just kind of thinking about this the other day. Like, when it came out, I was like, okay, but, you know, not that... I, again, I love Majora's Mask, but, like, who really cares that it's on the Wii U Virtual Console now? Um,
1: I mean, the Wii U is dying out, so it's easy to argue uh, that adding anything to the Virtual Library really isn't worthwhile. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't cost Nintendo anything to really do it. Mm-hmm. And they might get some sales. and people might be hoping, like the Wii, that you could transfer these these sales to the to the switch in, in some form. Uh, we have no idea if that's going to happen. Hopefully we find out that news in January. But uh, I, I think I mean, like, like you said, you know bringing the 3DS version over, I, I don't really think that that matters, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, the 3DS version isn't in HD. Uh, it would have to be remastered again to even make it look good, on uh, on a home console, and on top of that, this is the virtual console, so it's supposed to be the classic games as you remember yeah, them. That's true. Um, and Majora's Mask 3D isn't as you remember Majora's Mask. Uh, it was actually funny because I, I was reading a comment on Facebook today about uh, a post that, that we made the other day about uh, how was it? Hyrule Field being remade in Unreal Engine 4. Which is like the third different version of this we've had posted out there, and the comments like, I don't really like that this version in Unreal Engine 4 looks so glum, and like you know, looks so dark, and I'm like, well, here is the original trailer for Ocarina of Time, like the the actual opening for the original game. It's dark. It's glum. In fact, the whole game feels that way. Mm-hmm. And some of that was because the N64 did have kind of an issue where, like, all like all games basically got a little washed a little bit, uh, so it made things appear darker than they were meant to be. So some of that isn't necessarily maybe what the game intended, but that's what the game felt like. So, it, it, you know, I, I look at it, like, with Majora's Mask, it's all bright and everything on the 3DS, mm-hmm. just like Ocarina of Time 3D is. Which, maybe that's what the original vision, vision for the game is, but that's not what me as a player experienced back in 2000 so uh I, I like that it's the original version I hate that for some reason they released it and people who have it on their console already aren't getting the $2 thing Yeah. That's that sucks the discount, like, that yeah. should never happen they, they should never release a game of virtual console without testing out how well it works with that discount system um to me, that's just a massive oversight. I don't know how that got out of testing to go live. Um, at the same time, the Wii U Virtual Console has been extremely disappointing. The, the, and I don't just mean from like a game release standpoint um, and how weird it is that every new console they release, they have to reset the whole Virtual Console. It's just weird. Uh, which I understand why, because they keep changing architecture. Yeah. But they really need to streamline that more. And hopefully the Switch is the beginning of, of them doing that. Hopefully. Hopefully. But uh people like anyone who plays the original games or like even now if you have the if you're lucky enough to have the nes classic edition uh those games look like the games were originally supposed to be be okay i will be right back apparently i have to come back train of thought
0: leave this in. Make everybody listen to Awkward Silence or me talking. Or, oh, okay. So, one of the fan topics, <clears throat> this is a special one. cisnate has been taken away and I figured that he might not want to sit through this. I'll just read this until he comes back. So, as some of you know, the, uh, there's a meme going around. And it's the B movie. Okay? It's, in my opinion, a horrible film. But apparently everybody loves it for some reason. So, somebody, Jake Davis, on our Facebook page, just said B movie. So, I'm gonna go ahead and read the script until Nate comes back. I know, it's just, it sounds horrible. It's a horrible idea. But you're just gonna have to bear with me. Just be patient. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I'm not. i really. Okay. <clears throat> According to all known laws of aviation, there is no way a bee should be able to fly. Its wings are too small to get its fat little body off the ground. The bee, of course, flies anyway, because bees don't care what humans think is impossible. And then it cuts to this. Yellow, black, yellow, black. Yellow, black, yellow, black. Ooh, black and yellow. Let's shake it up a bit. Barry, breakfast is ready. Coming. Hang on a second. Hello? Barry? Adam? Can you believe this is happening? I can't. I'll pick you up. Look at Sharp. Use the stairs. Your father paid good money for those. Sorry, I'm excited here's the graduate we're very proud of you son a perfect report card all bees very proud ma I got a thing going here you got lint on your fuzz ow that's me wave to us we'll be in row 118,000 bye Barry I told you stop flying in the house hey Adam hey Barry is that fuzz gel little special day graduation never thought I'd make it three days grade school three days high school those were awkward three days college I'm glad I took a day and hitchhiked around the hive you did come back different Hi Barry, already grown a mustache. Looks good. You hear about Frankie? Yeah. You going to the funeral? No, I'm not going. Everybody knows, sting someone, you die. So don't waste it on a squirrel. Such a hothead. I guess he could have just gotten out of the way. I love this incorporating an amusement park into our day. That's why we don't need vacation. Boy, quite a bit of pomp under the circumstances. Well, Adam, today we are men. We are bee men. Amen. Hallelujah. Students, faculty, distinguished bees, please welcome Dean buswell welcome new hive city graduate class of 915 that concludes our ceremony and now begins your career at hunnick's industries industries yes I heard it's just orient. Oh, whoa will we pick our job today I heard it's just orientation heads up here we go keep your heads and antennas inside the tram at all time wonder what it will be like a little scary welcome to hunnick's a division of hunesco and part of the hexagon group this is it wow wow We know that you, as a bee, have worked your whole life to get to this point where you can work for your whole life. It's kind of like being a kid, like adulthood. So that's the joke. Honey begins when our valiant pollen jocks bring the nectar to the hive. Our top secret formula is automatically color corrected, scent adjusted, and bubble contoured into this soothing sweet syrup with its distinctive yellow—or sorry, golden—glow. You know as honey. That girl is hot. She's my cousin, she is? Yes, we're all cousins. Right, you're right. At Hunnucks we constantly strive to improve every aspect of bee existence. These bees are stress testing a new helmet technology. What do you think he makes? Not enough. We have our latest advancement, the Krellman. What does it do? What does that do? Catches the little strands of honey that hangs after you pour it. it saves us millions. Can anyone work on the Krellman? Of course, most bee jobs are small ones, but bees know that every small job, if it's done well, means a lot. But choose carefully, because you'll stay in that job you pick for the rest of your life. The same job for the rest of your life? I didn't know that. What's the difference? You'll be happy to know that bees, as a species, haven't had one day off in 27 million years. So you'll just work us to death? Well, sure try. Kind of like adulthood. Wow, that blew my mind. What's the difference? How can you say that? One job forever? That's an insane choice to have to make. I'm relieved. Now we only have to make one decision in life. But Adam, how could they have never told us that? Eh, why would you question anything? We're bees. We're the most perfectly functioning society on Earth. You ever think maybe things work a little too well here? Like what? Give me one example. I don't know, but you know what I'm talking about. Please clear the gate. Royal nectar forced on approach. Wait a second. Check it out. Hey, those are pollen jocks. Wow, I've never seen them this close. You know, they know what it's like outside the hive. Yeah, but some don't come back. Hi, jocks. Hey Jocks, you guys did great. Your monsters, your sky freaks, I love it. I love it. I don't, I'm, I'm either losing my mind or this is how it's it's done. Okay. I wonder where they are. Where they were? I don't know. Their days not planned. Outside the hive, flying, who knows where, doing who knows what. You can't just decide to be a pollen jock. You have to be bred for that, right? Look, there's more pollen than you and I will ever see in a lifetime. It's just a status symbol. bees make too much of it. Perhaps, unless you're wearing it and the ladies see you wearing it. Those ladies aren't they our cousins too? Distant, distant. Look at these two, couple of hive Harrys. Let's have fun with them. It must be dangerous being a pollen jock. Yeah, once a bear pinned me against a mushroom, he had a paw in my throat, and the other, and with the other he was slapping me. Oh my! I never thought I'd knock him out. What are you doing during this? Trying to alert the authorities? I can autograph that. A little gusty out there, wasn't it, comrades? Yeah, gusty. We're hitting a sunflower patch six miles from here tomorrow. Six miles, huh? Barry, I would jump out. A puddle jump for us, but you're not up for it. Maybe I am. You are not. We're going at O900 at three J gate. I might be. It all depends on what O900 means. Hey, hunnix. That oh, honey, that's what it is. Okay. So the transcript I'm reading has has replaced certain letters with with other letters for whatever reason. So every Y is an X, and every C is an O. And I've been good with the Cs, but I you know I didn't. Okay, whatever. Hey, honey, dad, you surprised me. You decide what you're interested in? Well, there's a lot of choices, but you only get one. You ever get bored doing the same job every day? Son, let me tell you about stirring. You grab that stick and you just move it around you stir it around. You get yourself into a rhythm. It's a beautiful thing. You know, dad, the more I think about it, maybe the honey field just isn't right for me. You were thinking of what? Making balloon animals? That's a bad job for a guy with a stinger. Janet, your son's not sure he wants to go into honey. Barry, you are so funny sometimes. I'm trying, not trying to be funny. You're not funny. You're going into honey. Oh my gosh, this is so hard to read. Our son, the stir. You're going to be a stir? No one's listening to me. Wait till you see the sticks I have. I could say anything right now. I'm going to get an ant tattoo. Let's open up some honey and celebrate. Maybe I'll pierce my thorax, shave my antenna. Sounds very painful. Shack up with a grasshopper. Get a golden tooth and call everybody dog. I'm so proud. We're starting work today. Today's the day. I think there's been a cut here. Come on. All the good jobs will be gone. Yeah, right. Pollen counting. Stunt bee. Pouring stir, Pouring stirrer. Front desk. Hair removal. Is it still a thing? Is it still available? Hang on. Two left. One of them's yours. Congratulations. Step to the side. What'd you get? Taking crud out. Stellar. Wow. Couple of newbies. Yes, sir. First day. We are ready. Make your choice. You want to go first? No, you go oh my what's available Restroom attendants open not for the reason you think what What reason? What other reason is there like what what else would you would you be do- maybe i'm not getting it maybe it's some secret like dirtier joke that i'm not getting any chance of getting the the krellman i think that's supposed to be kremlin but i'm not sure sure you're on i'm sorry the that Kremlin kremlin just closed out wax monkeys always open it just opened up again. What happened? A bee died. Makes an opening. See, he's dead. Another one, dead, dead, dead. If I two more dead, dead from the neck up, dead from the neck down. That's life. Oh, this is so hard. Heating, cooling, stumpy, poor, stir, humming. Inspector number seven, lint coordinator, stripe supervisor, might wrangler, Barry. What sh- do you think I should do, Barry? Barry. All right, we've got the sunflower patch at quadrant nine. What happened to you? Where are you? I'm going out. Out where? Out there. Oh no! I have to go before I go to work for the rest of my life. You're gonna die. You crazy? Hello. Another call coming in. If anyone's feeling brave, there's a Korean deli on 83rd that gets the roses today. Hey guys, look at that. Isn't that the kid we saw yesterday? Hold it, son. Flight deck's restricted. It's okay, Lou. We're gonna take him up. Really? Feeling lucky, are ya? Sign here. Here. Just initial that. Thank you. Okay. We got a rain advisory today, and as you all know, bees cannot fly in rain, so be careful. As always, watch your brooms. Watch four brooms. Honey, hockey sticks. Dogs. Birds. Bears. Bats. Also got a couple of reports of root being poured on us. Murphy's in the home because of it babbling like a cicada that's awful and a reminder for you rookies be law number one absolutely no talking to humans so we're going under the assumption here that bees could talk okay that's what this whole movie about. about that bees, bees could talk and they're influencing human politics so you're they're, they're telling me that they can actually communicate with humans and then we're not just hearing them speak like if we're watching the dubbed version of the Passion of the Christ this is they're they're actually they're they're talking English, okay. So, all right, Locks positions. Buzz, 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 buzz. Black and yellow. Hello. You ready for this hot show? Oh, okay. Think. Oh no. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Bring it on. Wind check. Antenna check. Nectar pack check. Wings check. Stinger check. Scared out of my shorts check. Okay, ladies, let's move it out. Pound those petunias, you striped stem suckers. That's mean. All of you, drain those flowers. Wow, I'm out. I can't believe I'm out. So blue. I feel so fast free. Box kite. Wow, flowers. This is... This is hey. I'm back. It, Nate, you've missed me. I've been reading the B-movie script the entire time. Oh, my gosh. Because one of our one of our audience members, one of our Facebook people, <laughs> just said the B-movie for the comments. So, I got pretty far in. Maybe about mm, two-tenths of a way into the script. So, uh... That might go up. That might not go up, but we'll see. <laughs> Should I get back into my train of thought? <laughs> sure. Do you, do you remember what it was?
1: Yes. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, if you look at the Virtual Console, you know, compared to, like, the NES uh, Classic Edition or uh, even, like, the original games on the original systems they came out on, like Nintendo 64, Super Nintendo, etc. The games on Wii U are not emulated very well. Uh, They have a lot of, I guess, input lag. Uh, They're also extremely washed out, even more than the original N64 was. Uh, So the Wii U Virtual Console isn't good anyways. Mm, no. <laughs> I, I, my only hope is that They allow you to transfer the game to the Switch And that emulation is fixed on the Switch Because as it, it has proven With the NES Classic Edition Nintendo does know how to emulate their own games Really really well uh, Just the Wii U does not do that
0: Yeah like It's it's done well on the 3DS also um, Like we have uh, At least I was playing uh, Adventure of Link The other day um, And it was It was pretty good uh Zelda Two, sorry, The Adventure Link. And it was really good. Yeah. It was it was well done, emulated on on the three DS. <laughs> but you're not going to get that type of emulation on uh, on the Wii U. It's sadly that's that's just not going to happen.
1: Uh, I I don't know why. I don't know if Nintendo's ever even said why the emulation is just so bad. Uh, I don't know. I, and like you figure it's it. It's more than powerful enough to run this. Well, stuff. and it's
0: weird because the Wii had okay emulation on it, and then what we have with the Wii U is is <laughs> not, you know, not as great, which is bizarre. Um, so,
1: yeah, I, I mean, I'm glad it's the original version because that's what it should be on a virtual console. Uh, I I just I don't know. I I guess I'm kind of with you. Like, I, I don't really know why they're still releasing virtual console games, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I, <clears throat> I mean, I like. I, I mean, I guess. You know, maybe it's to fulfill that promise where they said, hey, we're not done supporting the Wii U.
0: Yeah, if that's a support, then I think they need to be done. Um,
1: <laughs> well, th- weren't they still releasing really console- virtual console games on the Wii?
0: Yeah, like no, they were. Ago? They they kept going for some reason, yeah. and then they shut down the shop, or the shop doesn't work or whatever. might just be because yeah, I have homebrew on my Wii, but that's neither here nor oh, there. No, I
1: think they, they uh, got rid of all their online services. Okay,
0: that so. might be it, because I know the Wii Connect 24 thing died a long time ago. Yeah. Um, which is I still don't didn't really understand what that was. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, we're kind of in agreement there. Um, Nate, yeah. have you played yes. Pokemon Sun or Moon yet? No. Okay, well then you're not going to have too much to say about this topic. Um, but I just wanted to, to talk about impressions and, and if we recommended the game or not. And you've probably seen some of it, so you can make some comments here and there. Um, and I'll keep this brief. Uh, but I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Sun and one of the things that's impressed to me is how different it is from past Pokemon games. And now uh, it's like, there's still a lot of the same things. Like, you catch Pokemon, you're, you know, you're training them, you're evolving them, um, but there's no gyms. Um, there there's, there's the Island Trials, there's um, you know, the the Z-moves, there's Team Skull, there's the other founder. I'm, I'm still not like, I'm maybe about halfway through the game. Um, I've been swamped because Steam sale happened and I got a little crazy, um, but things happen. Yeah, but I, you know, I love Ruby and Sapphire. That's probably my favorite series. Or favorite generation was Generation Three. I know a lot of people are gonna hate me for that, but that was my favorite one. Um, I think that's that's really really when I got into Pokemon like as a game. Like I played it on on the Game Boy um, and I collected the cards, but I never really got super into the game until like I just fell in love with Ruby and Sapphire. Um, and so I love stuff that was in. Uh, you know, the the remakes the for the three D S. Um but it still wasn't like, okay, this is something new, something we haven't seen before. Pokemon Sun and Moon, on the other hand, is something new that we haven't really seen before. And while it still has a lot of the old in it, um, it has enough new to feel fresh. Um, it has a fresh story to it. Kinda like X and Y did. Um while there was still like the, you know, evil team that had whatever world domination plans, there was still like a story about a guy and his Pokemon, um, and then the war and all that stuff. So, um, if you're if you're still looking for a game this holiday to play on your 3ds and to still to buy something for that console or the handheld then go get pokemon sun and moon um it's a great game i can't recommend it enough uh you know we're not paid to say this i'm just saying that i really liked the game if nintendo gave me money to say it i you know i'd still say it um but they're they're not going to contact us on that so from there we're gonna go to our fan topics, and you guys already heard the B movie one. Um, I'm hoping that I decided to keep that in there, depending on how long it took. I think it was about five, ten minutes, maybe. Um, Something like that. Yeah. You know, however long it took me to put my kids back to bed. Yeah. That we had the whole. We had the first maybe two, two tenths of the B movie there. Okay. So fan topics. All these come from Facebook. Uh, our first one is actually a pretty good one. Uh, so this is more of a, an abstract one. It's not really a question, it's just a topic. So Kendra Moat says, There's so much talk about the games themselves. Maybe focus on the interpersonal relationships between characters. You could discuss how in-game relationships and the stories from previous games could be used to make a Zelda franchise-worthy movie. It's a pretty abstract idea, but I think a lot of Legend of Zelda fans not only enjoy the character development that is commonplace in the games, but can relate to the series more through it. So basically, not. F- I guess this is in response to our... Our, uh, movie, like, movie idea. Um, mm-hmm. So, her point is that the driving force behind Zelda has has not really been the story, because the story's been very, you know, aside from a few other games, the story's been pretty singular, you know. Zelda gets kidnapped, right. or a form of Zelda gets kidnapped, and you have to go save her, or something happens to Zelda, and you have to go save her. Um, but the thing that makes the games is the characters' interactions. And that can influence the story and affect the story kind of like we saw in Majora's Mask um, and how the characters interacted with each other um, in, in different ways um, but she seems to say that the character relationships are what really drives Zelda for her and for other people um, so what do you think about that Nate
1: uh, she's not wrong mm-hmm. uh, maybe the game that a lot of people praise for its story uh, really exemplifies her point and that's Majora's Mask mm-hmm. uh, I know we talk about Majora's Mask maybe a bit more of this podcast <laughs> than I plan to but uh, reality is that, that that's usually considered to have one of the better stories in Zelda and, and the main story in it, it's cute, it's nice uh, but what makes it really work is the, the character interactions mm-hmm. um, and making you care and invest in that world uh, it's actually I don't know if you've seen it uh, there's there's a new TV series out called Westworld. i mm, heard about it. I haven't on seen it um, I just started watching it, you know. I think it's like eight or nine episodes in now and I'm I'm on episode 3. Uh, and you know the the premise of that of that show is basically a bunch of rich people um, and this like company that created fake people uh, to give rich people like their own little western fantasy. Hence called Westworld. Um, and these fake people, you know, they they're not real people but, like, they start remembering things and having, like, people, like, emotions and stuff. And uh, they get all that through character interactions and, like, you know, interacting with the rich people that pay to come, you know, have fun in this world. Um, You know, or or even sometimes they get it from interactions with, you know, other fake characters. And I kind of look at Zelda's story kind of in the same way, where what makes you really invest in the world the characters and it's really weird saying that because this is a game where the story usually doesn't give you a lot to go off of um you know as you said go save the princess that that's very (laughs) mario-esque um peach has been kidnapped go deal with it uh there's not a lot of driving force necessarily with that initial story especially like you know in ocarina of time you know zelda's taken away or running away with impa uh, with Ganondorf chasing her but up to that point you really have no reason to give a hoot about Zelda. <laughs> um, yeah, you met her once. Okay. W- th- th- there's nothing even about that encounter that makes you be all, yeah, I should really, really, really care about this character. Uh, not really. Now, she kind of tells you that maybe you're important, but okay. Sort of the great Deku tree, and I cared way more about him than <laughs> I did her. Uh, and he was dead by that point well, in the game. kind of. kind I'm sorry, kind of dead. Uh, Mostly dead so. It, yeah, it, it, it's one of those things where uh, Zelda doesn't really necessarily have like this lot of individual drive usually associated. Uh, maybe the Wind Waker did it best, uh, by kind of by a default drive, because the very first character you meet in the Wind Waker is your sister, mm. and she's the one that gets kidnapped. So that's kind of your drive. Uh, is because you want to go save her. Like this is the very first character you met in the entire game. Well, she matters. And you, she's your sister. Yeah, and, and you know, and you know right away. Like you're introduced right away that this is your biological sister. Like you, you know, you're the big brother, and your grandma is old and can't do anything about the fact she was captured. So like it's kind of on you to go do something. Um, and it really makes you care. So that that's a kind of a unique situation. But again, a character interaction is what made me care about that. Mm um so i i I kind of agree with her and and i think if uh zelda like a zelda movie or a zelda you know even like a tv show is ever going to take off as a real thing like i still believe it needs to be its own original concept and all that Mm -hmm. but it's going to be how they handle character interactions because like that's how like even westworld or game of thrones like these big production hbo shows they work because of character interaction yeah and i'd equate that too
0: like um say what you will about this season because i haven't actually watched the past two episodes but the walking dead is mostly about how the characters interact sure Um, that's what makes you care about that that makes you up until this point probably for a lot of people um but yeah i haven't watched any of the season
1: yet i I didn't like last season much um
0: the the the, you watch the show for the characters not because it's got zombies in it like i've always described it to people as a drama with zombies not a zombie show with with drama in it Um, yeah because it's kind of like Everything is happening around them, and they're not, like, directly involved. We're just seeing how this group of people moves through it, and that's kind of how I'd view, you know, um, like, in in Zelda, it's, it's more like they're more involved, but at the same time, like, focus more on the characters, focus more on who they are, what their motivations are, what drives them kind of a thing, because that's what really uh, pushes you know a story is the characters yeah if if you can have a great idea for a story but unless the characters are involved unless the characters are into it unless they're fully fleshed out you're gonna have a really dry really bland story no matter how great the plot sounds the characters need to be fleshed out for it um and so i agree too i think that the characters have been like and their relationships are the most important part of a zelda game because like for example even twilight princess like our links relationship with midna um is kind of like the not the foundation for the game, but it is in a way, the foundation for the game because we don't know a thing yeah. about Zelda in that game. We don't have a reason to really care sure. about her. Our our goal halfway through the game becomes about Minna. like when she gets sick, we're taking her to Zelda to get healed. Um, mm-hmm. and and it's it's the relationship between the two, whether it's forced, whether it's uh, voluntary, that's still the driving force behind that part of the game. Yeah, and again, like you said, uh, same thing. Like Ilya is the equivalent of. Errol, except not really our sister um, yeah. Her kidnapping Puts us on the quest And so it's, it's yeah. the, the character interactions that really drive it Because the story is pretty much samey Like you're not really getting anything yeah. different from from game to game Aside from like Majora's Mask or Breath of the Wild I
1: mean, even looking at Breath of the Wild uh, You know, I know you just mentioned it As a little different Is it really? Well, the story we know so far is We sealed a dark beast away And he's about to break free and destroy the world Sounds like a link to the past to me <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, like it, it sounds very much like a very classic, typical Zelda story. That's what we think. That's um, what we know. The only thing that's weird about it, the only thing that's different, is there's that voice talking to you, mm-hmm. which, you know, a lot of people presume is Zelda, but as Darren so aptly pointed out in the staff chat yesterday, uh, it's not confirmed she's Zelda. So, it doesn't even confirm she's a girl, to be honest. Um, we just kind of infer based on the tonal tone of the voice. Mm-hmm. But uh, it, it, it's one of those things where I... I think, you know, we brought up a lot of really good examples of, like, good TV shows or, you know, mostly good TV shows, but even movies um, that really focus on the characters. Like, you know, say what you want about, say, like, the Harry Potter series mm-hmm. of movies. You know, I know there's some people who didn't really like it because, you know, hey, books forever. Um, and that's fine. The books are, I, I think the most people could say the books are objectively better than the movie series. Yeah. Uh, but what made the <laughs> movies work for those who, who weren't really book readers is character interactions you cared about Ron, Hermione, and Harry because of how they interacted together and how they interacted with the other characters. And if you cared about the other characters, you did it through the interactions of those three characters with that particular character. Um, And and that's kind of what makes us care in Zelda. And I know know we brought up some good examples, but my fear, and this will always be my fear, if if Zelda becomes a TV show, especially if it becomes a TV show, is one of my all-time favorite book series ever is the Sword of Truth series. It is an amazing book series. I still haven't finished. It. I don't know why I haven't finished it. Maybe I just my life got busy growing up. Um, but it, it's a ton of books. I can't remember if I was book five or six. Uh, but just a fantastic, fantastic story. And in fact, now that I bring it up, I'm probably going to start all over again, book <laughs> one. Um, but they made it into a television series uh, called Legend of the Seeker. And Legend of the Seeker tried to take the books which were very character based very character interactive based and it kind of sort of tried to make it into like those old hercules and xena shows Mm uh which those old hercules and xena shows worked really really well at the time um but you you tried taking a heavy story heavy narrative heavy character interaction based uh book and try to condense it down into, like, all these little side quest stories that nobody cares about because you don't know. Like, every episode, you're just meeting new characters that you mm-hmm. no context on why you should care about them. And I think if that it would have been more like a Hercules or a Xena, that's different because there's legends that stuff is based on, but none of that's based on a book uh, or, or, like, a long, ongoing series. Whereas Legend of the Seeker was based on a, this giant, massive book series, you know, called the Sword of Truth series. And... It, <laughs> It, it was like a disservice well, to the book.
0: You also have to think about the the director and, and the creator of that. Sure. Um, Sam Raimi. Like, yeah. I'm I'm not his biggest fan. Sure. Um He has he did do the Evil Dead, Evil Dead Two, Army of Darkness, which are you know cult classic films. Um yeah. But they're not really like, like man that that char- like Ash is such a deep character. Like that's not why you watch the show. <laughs> maybe why you watch the, the the TV show. Maybe not why you watch the movies. Um, sure. And you
1: know, and, and that's the thing. Like, I liked the Legend of Seeker show as its own show. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, like I really liked the old Xena and Hercules shows. So like I liked what this show was doing. It just should not have been doing it with this universe. And and I worry that if Zelda becomes a TV show, that it might try to do this little side questy kind of every episode of the side quest that barely progresses the main overall like story arc. Mm-hmm. Um, and. and you know, if you look at the good shows out there, the shows that have lasting power, like Legend of the Seeker, went two seasons. I mean, yeah, Hercules and Xena lasted a lot longer back in the day, but that was back in the day. Would those kind of shows last today? Probably, Probably not. not. No. And and because things have gotten better. I mean, you bring up The Walking Dead. Yeah, it, it it doesn't always feel like there's a lot of like forward momentum with the story arc, but that's because the series right. is setting things up in every single episode yeah. that leads to that. And. Legend of the Seeker wasn't doing that, and I worry that that's what's going to happen uh, if a Zelda series does that, where, you know, yeah, obviously it comes down a lot lot down to director and and direction of it, and you would think they'd be a lot more careful, but they also like Legend of the Seeker tried to be a lot more playful and a lot more like, let's just make this show for everyone, and like Nintendo likes doing that, (laughs) So I almost worry that like Zelda isn't the right kind of series. I think to do that with, I think Zelda needs to have more of a The Walking Dead or like an HBO or e- even like a serious like you know, uh, it doesn't have to be super serious, but you know, c- kind of like a uh, House of Cards, Netflix. Like it, it needs to be kind of one of those high budget um, shows that takes itself seriously because the fans take Zelda seriously.
0: Yeah, I think the um, the way to do that before we got a Zelda film, we'd probably. And, and this is just, again, wishful thinking, is that we'd get some sort of Metroid film. Um, <laughs> because that, that is a more... one of their more story-steeped games. Um, Metroid's weird. It is. But it has a story to it. it.
1: Yeah, it, it does. But, like, 90% of every Metroid game has nothing to do with the I story. I know. But, like... The, so, like, that's why, like, when you're like, oh, I'd like to see a Metro game, it's like, why? The entire story of Metroid can be told in, like, 20 minutes.
0: But, like, still... So there really is not a lot of story that, to That Metroid. could be, like, an hour-long, like, Netflix film that they do. Yeah, like, maybe a film. Yeah, and, maybe like, like I'm one, not saying... A one-off film. I'm not saying a TV or... series. I'm saying, like, that could be, like, a foray into film for them. And then go from there, like, well, that's that's an inherently dark series or dark game. Um, So, maybe they'd be like, okay, well... Did the audience respond well to a dark Metroid or a serious Metroid? Um, and if they did, maybe we'd get a more serious Zelda game. Like I'm sure there's gonna be like laughs and stuff in it. Um, like Daredevil oh, yeah. and, and uh, Luke Cage are very serious shows, but they you know they still have funny. Well, oh, they got they got comedy. Yeah, there's comedy. Um, Even Jessica Jones. Yeah.
1: That whole universe, like they they all mix serious with comedy pretty well.
0: But yeah, that's the kind of thing. Like I I'd like to see that from a Zelda series. Um, but I I think that they try. You know, again, they don't really value Metroid that much, obviously. Um, <laughs> right. That they would probably put that out there as like their hopefully as their first four random films and be like, okay, well, how did this do? Do people like it? Because uh, of yeah, the see,
1: I think honestly, their first foray is going to be like an animated Mario movie. I think
0: it's going to be an animated Zelda film or animated Zelda series or something. But
1: yeah, I mean, it's going to be Zelda Mar. I mean, they already have Pokemon. Yeah, uh, they- they've had that for a long time. But like, I think. If, if they're going to do a movie or anything at all, it's going to be... One, it has to be an IP that has a big enough fan base that they can guarantee sell out to day one. Mm-hmm. Um, Zelda and Mario are kind of it. Like, I want to say, you know, oh, Fire Emblem has a big audience. I'm like, yeah. It's, that's it's, a niche it audience. Still feels, it still feels niche. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, that's the thing. A lot of Nintendo's IPs are actually pretty niche. Metroid itself is niche. Yeah. It, the number one game would... Like, the most sold game ever was like 4.2 million units. And that was Metroid Prime, and that would be considered very bad sales for Breath of the Wild. If that if that's yeah. like what Breath of the Wild sold, so like just the expectations and the audience size just isn't really there for Metroid. I think to pull off a film is like a, a first go to, uh, but like an animated Zelda, you know, an, an animated Mario, which. Yeah, you know, they they used to have like the the Super Mario Super Show back in the day. Oh boy! But like you know, trying to you know, I know there's not a lot of story. Like Zelda makes more sense to to become a movie, I think, than Mario well, does. Yeah, but Mario's also more popular. And as they kind of prove with those Pikmin shorts, you don't really need to have a lot of story to make something entertaining.
0: Well, and, and say what you will about it, Sonic Boom the show is actually kind of good.
1: It, it is. It, not kind of. Mm, it, it's legit. It is
0: good. It has genuinely funny here's the moments thing. in it.
1: I, I thought I thought it was gonna be bad, but I, maybe I'm just bad. I liked the old Sonic cartoon.
0: Oh, I did too. Which one? I thought
1: it was a, like a very
0: good cartoon, like the with Jaleel White. Okay, well they all had yeah. Jaleel White, but um, like I liked Sonic God, Underground. Gotta I like those chili dogs. Yeah, I liked Sonic Underground. I liked the the original Sonic show. Like those were good, but also like Sonic Boom. It, it, okay, we'll put it this way. It's not like Teen Titans Go. It's not a train wreck. Um, that's an awful yeah. show in every way. It's it's good. <laughs> and as much as people... Like, that that kind of thing would function for a Mario show. I feel like they could pull off a Mario show in the Sonic Boom style where it's, like, a week-by-week type of thing. Like, there's no overarching... There could be an overarching story, but it could be very loose. Yeah, um, see, that, so
1: again, like, what Legend of the Secret did, I think, works for an animated Mario show. Mm-hmm. Because there really doesn't have to be an overarching, like... Here's a general story where we know an end is coming. Like you're gonna know the trope is always gonna be, oh, Peach got kidnapped again.
0: Yeah. Or
1: you know, like like you always know, like it'll become a trope in that of itself. Kind of kind of like like they tried to do with the Zelda show with, excuse me, princess. Yeah. Um, it it just didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) It worked years Uh, later. It's popular now. Yeah, so, yeah, I I could see that, you know, Mario working more as a TV show than a movie. And Zelda, I think, makes a lot more sense as, like, a movie series. Although, I think it can work as a TV show. Especially, as I said, the Netflix-HBO style where no commercials. Each episode literally is an hour. Um, Because I think, you know, it it would have to be heavy character and story interactions. and I don't know. I, I feel like we've had this whole conversation before because we were you know cast in a movie and we had to kind of decide what kind of movie did we want it to be Um, okay
0: well we're gonna hit uh, on one more topic then we're gonna get into our final thing oh boy um this topic comes from john mccann says as zelda continues to make the push forward in the modern age of gaming how does the sense of wonder and the mystery compare to other adventure rpg titles such as skyrim and the witcher on top of that, how is it that the essence of Zelda has never been able to be truly replicated? It's tough to talk about a game as like Zelda because it really is one of a kind. Um, and I, I think most of that, like a lot of that has to do with what we just talked about in terms of character. Um, and this is one of my things with with a lot of early Nintendo games is that a lot of the games had character. They had characters, but a lot of those characters had character. Like there's specific things about them like that you would recognize. There's um, specific things about them that are just...
1: I- yeah, no. To, to touch on that point, because you know, it's easy to argue that a lot of Nintendo's new IPs over the years haven't had like that kind of magic, um, except for Splatoon. No,
0: I know. I'm I'm not saying. I don't that. know
1: how Splatoon. Yeah, I don't know how Splatoon did it, because like your actual character that you are really doesn't matter. Well, it's
0: not necessarily that. It's like the mannerisms of the character and how they act yeah. and what they do and how they look. Yeah. And that's one of the things. Like you'll hear me if anybody brings this up at any point, I will rant on it forever. But that's my problem with Luigi's Mansion to Dark Moon. Luigi's Mansion, each ghost had its own character, like the, the portrait ghosts. They were different. They had things that they talked about. They looked different. They had different ways of acting and going about what they did. Whereas Luigi's Mansion, Dark Moon, all, all of the ghosts were pretty much the same. Um, there really wasn't a lot of... Like, there was character in them, but it was, like, one character. Like, they were all, like, pretty much the exact same type of ghost. Um, and that was what was missing for me was, like, those portrait ghosts and those characters... I mean, even like uh, you brought up Splatoon. Characters don't have to talk to have have that like character about it that that makes it memorable. Like, uh, well, plus
1: like there are side characters in there. I mean, you can't forget the news crew.
0: Yeah, and and even <laughs> like
1: in, like they have very um, specific personalities and looks um, that, especially when you're in Japan, like you instantly recognize. Them. They have billboards of that stuff yeah.
0: everywhere. And the thing is like. There's a reason why when we saw, in the Breath of the Wild footage, the Kuroks come back, while well, we got excited for that, is because they're characters that we recognize as as being playful and, and, and having something that's familiar to us. Um, and it's Almost meaningful. Yeah, it's meaningful. And that's one of the things that a lot of these games don't have is, you know, you go from uh, Fallout to Fallout 2 to Fallout 3 to Fallout 4, and like, yeah, there's the Brotherhood of Steel and stuff, but you're never like, oh, yay, I'm so excited to see the Brotherhood of Steel it's just like it's something that you get used to and it's something that's recurring but it doesn't have like that kind of magic to it And i can't really speak on behalf of the witcher because i've only played parts of the witcher 3 um but i don't know if there's again there's probably not that same type of magic where you see those characters and you're like oh my gosh i'm so excited that they're back kind of a thing um, uh there
1: is in the witcher
0: there is okay
1: yeah the, the witcher one two and three has a lot of continuity between the characters um that, like, there's characters that pop up in Witcher 3 that you haven't even seen since Witcher 1, and you just get, like, pumped that they okay. somehow found their way back into the story. And that's um, that, that's what I'm talking
0: about. Like, that kind of yeah. stuff is what makes Zelda, like, makes part of what makes it so special is that there's those characters that we sure. remember. Because, um, like we were talking about, like, you don't remember Zelda, like, man, that story really resonated with me, like, deep inside. Like, him rescuing the princess helped me defeat my inner demons because i am the princess and i need rescuing it's not like mm-hmm. you, you don't it's not you don't identify with that like that you're like oh well this character like um gosh what was his name the guy that was always trying to work out in skyward sword that was trying to like be better <laughs> like that kind of a character like something someone with that memorable of of a presence um and that's so memorable mm, you don't remember his name yeah you know i remember what he looks like But he's the Biff Tannen of Zelda. If if you know what I'm talking about, like he like that kind of a thing, like the characters, the the characterization of the characters are what really makes the game special, Um, and how they act. Like even even Ganondorf himself, like the the pure evil type, like that's 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 memorable. That's like it's it's awesome to see. It's awesome to hear. Um, I mean, I don't really know if I'm explaining this well. Like, like you said, it's it's really tough to talk about a game as like Zelda, because it, it really is one of a kind. There's really not a lot of words you could say like to describe what really makes it special. I mean, you can always say it's Nintendo. Nintendo has that special brain of magic that they do the with Nintendo every game. magic. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um. See, I I, I kind of disagree. I think there's a lot of games that are like Zelda. Uh, I I think um, the reason people don't don't realize it i guess is because they don't uh everyone plays zelda for a different reason right mm-hmm. um you know you we, we just went on and on about the story to be honest i don't give two craps about zelda's story that's not why i play zelda that's what i'm saying I, nobody plays um, it for the story but, but like i could talk deep and passionately about the story uh because of how big of a fan i am and how close I, you know, yeah i might not play the game because of the story it doesn't mean i don't pay attention to it mm-hmm. Um, which is partially why I don't really care about spoilers, because like, I think the only thing you can really spoil in a game to me is story. And since Zelda story is always so simplistic anyways, <laughs> what are you really spoiling that I don't expect to happen regardless? Yeah. Um, that's why I, I, I don't really care about story spoilers for Zelda. But it, it, it's one of those where I think there's been plenty of games like Zelda. Uh, it's just those games uh, more define who they are uh, targeting per se. Nintendo tries to take Zelda and literally make it target everyone mm-hmm. and arguably that's been one of the biggest cruxes of the series is they're trying to please too many people at once and they end up not pleasing anybody very well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know that you can say what you want like I love Skyward Sword but there's so many people that hate Skyward Sword. Yeah. And it, they tried to make that game appeal to literally everyone who bought a Wii. <laughs> um, and that's just a bad like you can't blue ocean Zelda. But that's what they tried to do. You can argue that's what they've been trying to do for a long time. Um, I mean the Blue Ocean to Wind Waker. They, <laughs> literally. Yeah. Um No, so you could see where they were trying to, you know, do that. Like you can even argue with Wind Waker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not really a kiddie game, but that art style choice was meant to appeal to a younger audience. Yeah. Um even if they were trying to make it, you know, serious enough for adults and everything, regardless, they were trying to expand Zelda's reach with that game. Um, And they don't need to do that with Zelda. But Nintendo keeps doing it. And uh, sometimes I love them for it. Other times I'm like, eh, you're kind of hurting the series' popularity by what you're doing. Which is the exact opposite of what they think is going to happen when they do it. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, beyond that, beyond Zelda sometimes having... I, I, I guess I, I think sometimes Zelda has an identity crisis with itself. Mm-hmm. Um, the creators... Like, now we're getting this giant open-world Zelda game, which we haven't had since 1986. <laughs> so it, it's like, it's been 30 years, and now we're getting back to what Zelda used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's really weird uh, it's, what Zelda does. That's weird to say and That's that, why, like, for me it's hard to say. Uh, yeah, there's not any games like Zelda because no other franchise can get away with having this many identity crises over 30 years. It's weird to say um, it's getting Triforce um, Heroes, level-based multiplayer. What other franchise could throw that out there and get away with it? And not kill itself.
0: Well, they try to. You do know, it with what, we what other ancient?
1: franchise can keep a top-down and a three D thing going that do entirely different things? Um, so the, in that way, Zelda is very, very unique, uh, and somehow has gotten away with it over all these years. I don't know if Zelda fans just have a lot of patience, <laughs> or if Zelda fans are slowly becoming more like me, where we just enjoy so many different types of games that it's really hard for them to make a Zelda game I'm not going to enjoy. Uh, not just because Zelda's on it, but just because I enjoy all these different types of games. I love Link's Crossbow Training, but I love arcade shooty-shooty things. And that's what Link's Crossbow Training is. <laughs> so like, how could I not like an arcade shooty-shooty thing when I already like those and it's Zelda branded? Like, I'm going to like it. It's just I'm weird like that. Um, but the, I, I think in terms of what Zelda does at its core, which I know people have a hard time trying to figure out what that core is, uh, I think there are other games that do do that. Uh, they just aren't as scattered as Zelda is in identifying what that game is. Uh, here's a series that, that, that you love that literally compared itself to, uh, to Zelda Darksiders.
0: Yep. That's what I was thinking.
1: That game is it's literally like structure point for structure point a Zelda game. No. But they do enough different things yeah. with it to create kind of their mm-hmm. own vibe. And they very much know what that game is, and they continue that in the Darksiders 2. And if a Darksiders 3 ever happens, it's going to continue that in the Darksiders 3. Like, they have a continuity to it all that Zelda doesn't always have, because Zelda's very fragmented. Each yeah. game typically stands on its own. You don't need to have any prior knowledge. And that's true with, like, even The Witcher. You know, you don't need to play other Witcher games to play Witcher 3, but you're going to get more out of it if yeah. you have. It's thing um,
0: like, um... I was, uh, what was I thinking about? Um, like it's funny that you mentioned that uh we're going back to what Zelda used to be because Zelda was only really like this once and maybe mm-hmm. twice if you want to count Link to the past.
1: No, Link to the past wasn't even close. Yeah,
0: so like it, this it was only like this once. So Zelda's never really used to be anything. We're just kind of <laughs> returning to 1986 with this game. Exactly. Um
1: and, and that to me it exemplifies I, I guess maybe what makes Zelda so unique is it can get away with this. Yeah. Like, this isn't what Zelda has been in 30 years. And now it's that again, and everyone's excited for it. And it's like, maybe that's what it should be. I mean, some people think maybe this is what Zelda should have been the whole time. Um, you know, it could have been literally the Skyrim of open world games and just be the definition of open world. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's not the direction the series went in. So,
0: Yeah. I mean... It's I I don't really disagree with you on any of that. I know it's kind of boring that I don't disagree. Yeah, I know. Um, Well,
1: you know, and just like other examples, like a lot of people think Dark Souls is what Zelda would have been if it would have stayed with what Zelda One established, and I could see that. You play Dark Souls, it has a very Zelda One like feel to it, and you could argue that's a Zelda like game, even though it feels like the polar opposite of what is. It's difficult for starters, (laughs) which Zelda games usually aren't. Uh, But you know, it's just it's a very Zelda esque experience if you play the very first game or you know you could even look at like Shovel Knight that's a very Zelda 2 like Mm -hmm. experience like there are (laughs) Zelda like games out there in different skins it's just those games and those series know what they are and they stick to it what makes Zelda I guess quote unquote special I just air quoted I hate air quotes (laughs) is, uh, is the fact that it's gotten away with not really defining exactly what it is over 30 years is it a multiplayer game is it, uh, you know, a single-player game that's heavily story-based? Is it a, a top-down game? Is it linear? Is it open world? You know, there are all these different words you can use to describe Zelda because Zelda changes what it is with every single release. And their excuse uh, for
0: that is that it's a legend, and legends change as they get passed down. Which, but this is all <laughs>
1: gameplay. So no, I'm, I know, I know. I'm just saying, like yeah. that's 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 their excuse for it. It's that. a bad excuse. Um, it's a bad excuse.
0: But yeah, like I, I'd say, like we've talked about. Uh, the, when the Dark Souls creator said that it's not uh, a fair comparison. Mm-hmm. um, But I think it kind of is because... Well, I, I think he was just trying to yeah. say,
1: like, out of respect for Zelda, we should not be comparing yeah. to Zelda.
0: Could you imagine, though, like, in a parallel universe if Zelda had taken the route of Dark Souls and just gotten, like, extremely dark and harder than it is right now? Yeah, what about it? Like, could you just imagine that, like, universe? Like, it... Yep. That'd be an interesting interesting place to live in, because I think Zelda'd be a lot different than it is now i don't even know, I don't know if it'd be a household name though and I think that's the thing is that um like I think it would have been a household name
1: uh for totally different reasons like if you look at the series, right, Zelda One was really really popular, yes. Zelda Two, for very obvious reasons, even though I love it, was not was not as popular. A Link to the Past was even less popular than Zelda Two. Like everyone's like, oh, A Link to the Past is this big pinnacle, It actually undersold the previous two games. So, like the series was losing popularity. <clears throat> it, it kept changing what the you know, like A Link to the Past. Oh, that's a return to what the first game is. Kind of not really. It, it got. Re- it's not truly open world. Um, but, I mean, it kind of sort of is. Like, it, it, it really wasn't what the first game was. So, yeah, people loved it. But, again, that was, you know, a, a downtrend in the series. Uh, you know, Link's Awakening did okay. But, again, first Zelda game on a handheld. I, pretty much every first game in a series on the Game Boy did really, really well back then. Mm-hmm. And then ocarina of time came out which redefined again you know what people expected of the series and then overtook zelda one as the number one selling zelda game and then if you look at sales outside of twilight princess it's kind of been on decline again ever since um and a lot of that is because even in those early games zelda just did not define what it was Mm -hmm. um and as I said, I guess that's what makes Zelda special is that it doesn't have a true definition for what it. Is. I mean, it's an action adventure game. Outside of that, like well, pure genre definition. I think one of the things, and even you... then, it dabbles into RPG now at times.
0: Well, you mentioned that that it tries to apply to e- or uh, appeal to everyone, and that's one of its downsides. But I also think that's one of its benefits because I know that as a kid, if Zelda was a rated R or rated R, rated M, Dark Souls esque R- game, I probably wouldn't have been able to play it. Like, I wouldn't have been into Zelda as a kid because... Yeah, but if you look at today, the
1: the most popular games among kids besides, like, Minecraft are rated... I I know.
0: I'm I'm just saying, like, as a kid back in the 90s or back in the 80s when this... Like, back when age ratings mattered to parents... I don't know if age ratings ever mattered. I mean, they they did to most people that I knew. Um, But still, like, there's a lot of people that, like... Of course, I'm in the Bible Belt of Texas, so, you know... Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm in my own little bubble here.
1: Um, you got a little little religion bubble help here. me get me out Video of here. games of the
0: devil <laughs> um i'm a libertarian trapped in a republican state yeah. um oh my god <laughs> but it's it's kind of like that i i don't know if it would have been as popular like i don't know if that's something that like you know parents would have played with their kids or kids would have played with their parents if it wasn't you know based around like you know it, it's it's still dark ocarina of time was dark but it was still like this is still kind of a game for kids um, and so it is its downfall because it holds it back but it also spreads its appeal which it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing like the, it's again it's not gonna yeah to win
1: well as I said um, the, the the problem with like the game spreading its appeal is that it usually doesn't work yeah no it doesn't it, when you try to um, it actually fractured <clears throat> the fan base even more uh, which uh, like if you look at breath of the wild right I don't look at breath of the wild as a game that's trying to appeal to everyone. It certainly didn't feel like that when I played the demo. Well, it's
0: not, because a lot of people are upset with the way that it's going. They say it's too Western. Like,
1: this feels like a game that is appealing, one, to gamers who are heavily experienced in games, Mm -hmm. because you need to be if you're going to get good at this game. Uh, Two, it's appealing to veterans of the series who are fans of other open world games, like The Witcher or Skyrim. Mm -hmm. Uh, And three they're trying to make it feel as natural of an evolution from Zelda 1 as they can. Nintendo's own website has been releasing comparisons to Zelda 1. Like, very clearly they are trying to capture what Zelda 1 captured. Mm -hmm. And Zelda 1 I know that, you know, a lot of people played it as a kid. They had that, you know yeah, that that Zelda rap commercial (laughs) with kids and everything. Like, but Zelda 1 today would not be a kid's game. Back then, all games were hard. So yeah, it no. really didn't matter. But like th- in today's <clears throat> realm, you know that's not the case. Kids are playing games on like tablets and stuff. They're not introduced to these super difficult games, or like the original Mario Brothers is, is a pretty difficult. Well, that's game. what I'm
0: saying. Like depending on like because of when it was released, and because of like how games were viewed back then, I don't know if Zelda would have flown as a rated M Dark Souls type game. Oh, you don't have to be rated M to be like Dark. No, Souls-type. I know, but I mean like just like that type of game, like that. Uh, like for for the purpose of what an illustration I was using Like a rated M game in Dark Souls yeah. Like I don't know if it would have been As widely received or as popular as it is now Even though it's still niche It's, it's still pretty popular um, I don't know if it would have been as, as, as popular As it is now Had it not had the roots it does um, Because Say what you will, Dark Souls is a very niche game Like that's sure. not That doesn't apply to everyone Like I know people that will not play that game Um <laughs> Whether because it's hard or not. But, um. Well, it's very interesting because,
1: you know, Zelda, you know, we've been talking about the identity crisis it's had, you know, whether or not it's been a good thing or not, you know, because Nintendo's goal has always been to try to make Zelda like Mario mm -hmm. and literally be for everyone. And that's been kind of a divisive thing that's split the fan base over the years. Uh, Well, even when they tried
0: not to make it for everyone. It, people still split up over it. What, what what game is that? You want to say Twilight Princess, or Wind Waker? The the, the it, You know the funny
1: thing about Twilight Princess, that was more for everyone than all their other games were. How so? Because Twilight Princess was a rec- recognition of the gaming market in North America at the time, where kids were playing Call of Duty. Yeah. Kids were playing, you know, Morrowind. Kids were playing these realistic, hardcore-looking games. Uh, they were not playing Mario or stuff like that. In fact, it turned out that people still playing Mario were soccer moms and you know you know older adults that grew up with it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a lot of kids playing Mario at that time. Uh, that might have changed now. I don't know. I still when whenever I see a kid with a with a DS or three DS, I still never see them playing Mario. Mm-hmm. Um, so I still wonder if Mario is even appealing to kids anymore. Um, but the you know in terms of Zelda, I, I just Tw- Twilight Princess just felt like it was going with the times. Lord of the Rings was really big, um, and because of that, Twilight Princess sold really, really well. And I think Twilight Princess really felt more like for everyone than people want to believe. Like Nintendo believes the Wind Waker is more for everyone. Mm-hmm. Twilight Princess was rated T, so it's for adults, but that's not actually how the world works. Like t- even today, kids like I, I was just talking to uh, a seven-year-old. At uh, my other job, because I work at elementary school, and she was just asking me, you know, to name to name some movies. So here I am naming like Trolls, Frozen, Aladdin, you know, just go through all these kid movies that I've seen. And all of a sudden she's like, "Hey, have you seen Suicide Squad?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Yeah." She's like, "Yeah, so have I. I went to the movie theater for it. It's awesome." And I'm just like, "What the heck is a seven-year-old going to Suicide Squad?" Yeah. Totally inappropriate in my mind. But that's the thing: kids are. Consuming this kind of content sooner and sooner and sooner and wanting more and more of it, which I don't know if that is necessarily a bad thing, per se, because, like, kids... When I was... You know, I kept thinking when I was younger, kids were going to radar R movies, I guess.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't think much of it back then. You know, of course, back then, it wasn't so much nudity or anything. You know, some swearing, but... It's mostly whatever. violence, there was really? a, There was already swearing and violence going on in the playground, yeah. man. Um, but it... <laughs> Like I think that's Twilight Princess was actually catering exactly to that everyone audience, and Nintendo just can't realize that. Um, And and I think what they're going to find out with Breath of the Wild, at least what I hope they find out, because I I really hope this game crosses like 10 million sales. I really want it to be the best-selling game in the series. Mm -hmm. Uh, Assuming that it's good enough to be. Obviously, I haven't played enough of it to know. Um, But assuming it is as good as I hope it is. uh, Breath of the Wild seems to be catering exactly to the audience that grew up with zelda and i think breath of the wild is going to end up becoming the new entry point for new gamers because i think people who have never played zelda but have played any of these other games are going to look at the breath of the wild and be like i got to try that yeah and i think it's going to end up being more for everyone than nintendo thinks And, and i think by nintendo literally trying to design their game for the people who grew up with zelda um it's going to end up being uh it's going to end up doing exactly what they keep trying to do with the series, but always fail at. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, plus, I really hope it sells well, so Nintendo <laughs> like thinks this should be the way the series goes in the future. And honestly, Twilight Princess sold really well, and it didn't make any dang difference for the next game. No. Um, so, chances of Breath of the Wild actually making a difference in the future is probably slim to none. We'll see, because <laughs> this is Nintendo. Yeah, you know, we're going to go back and get the Wind Waker three, which I would love. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it would feel like a step back after Breath of the Wild. Um, but Nintendo does what they want, and I, I guess that's part of Zelda's unique charm, You know, getting back to the original question. like, There's not a lot of games like Zelda, because Zelda is just weird, man. It, <laughs> it lives in this world that I don't think any other franchise but Mario can, can survive. It lives in a world where it
0: ignores so the world.
1: Yeah, it's weird. It's, it's like, all of our fans really love this game, so let's give them the exact opposite. And they'll still buy it's it. Like, Oh, fans were excited by a Link Between Worlds. Well, this feels like a good time to throw out a level based multiplayer game. Based like, on
0: outfits. Yeah. It,
1: the, yeah. It, I mean, and the thing is, I really love these games, but like, I'm a weird gamer. <laughs> I like a lot of weird things. Um, a lot of, I recognize a lot of Zelda fans aren't really going to be cool with that. But for some reason, Nintendo thinks they will be. Um, and the, as the sales of Triforce Heroes show, they really weren't cool with it. Um,. <clears throat> So, I I don't know. The Zelda is very unique, uh, but I, as I said, I do think there's tons of games that are like Zelda. I'd even argue the Witcher series is a lot like Zelda. Um, it just doesn't hide the fact it's an RPG, clearly an RPG. Um, Zelda kind of dances that line between action-adventure and RPG, but like clearly tries to define itself as not being an RPG. Breath of the Wild might be changing that. Mm-hmm. Um So, like, I I, I guess you can argue genre-wise there's some difference, but to me, like, that's why I I think I actually love The Witcher series so much because it feels like Zelda did. Um, Except that there's things that, like, The Witcher and Dark Souls um, and and all these other, you know, uh, Darksiders. Like, there's one thing those games do that I've always wanted Zelda games to do. They just don't. And I like the continuity of... Those games, um, and Zelda doesn't have that. Zelda's always been unique in that every game you could just play that. Mm-hmm. You don't need any other story, and you could do that with these other games. But like, you're rewarded for playing the prior games. I don't know. It, it's so like I want a Breath of the Wild two, and I want it to build off of the end of Breath of the Wild, and it's never going to happen. You know, you could argue maybe we get a Majora's Mask style game, but did Majora's Mask really build off of Ocarina of Time? I mean, kind of, but not really. It really had nothing to do with Ocarina of time. Um. So yeah, it's. I maybe I'm weird. I don't know. I know I'm weird. You are weird, so I'll stop talking now.
0: All right. So, <clears throat> that's that's our fan topics, and now for the thing oh boy. that Nate thought he was going to be worried about, but he's really nothing. I'm to still, worry worried about. About. So, still worried about. So, as we talked about earlier, that I was going to begin and end with this. The Game Awards 2016 are coming around on Thursday, and that means that we're gonna see a lot of games get awards and a lot of games get <laughs> not get awards. Um, sure. But I wanted to take this time for the two of us. There's, you know, there's probably gonna be more, but you know, there's just two of us now, to to vote or to say to vote on what we want to win, because. Um, you know, we, we like predictions. Yeah, we could do predictions. Um, and then we say like, well, I you know I predict that this will win, but I want this to win. Um, sure. Now I got to bring up the nominee <clears throat> list. Dang it. No, I've, I'll, <laughs> I'll read it off.
1: Well, I'm still gonna bring it up because I'm gonna forget. Okay. So, for game of the year, it's okay. They have a whole section on their site. Yeah. Right. For
0: game of the year, we'll start from the bottom, from the top, work away to the bottom. Um, sure. With, the biggest award yeah, there is. Game of the year, recognizing a game that delivers the absolute best experience across all creative and technical fields. You have Doom by id Software and Bethesda, Inside by Play Dead, Overwatch by Blizzard Entertainment, Titanfall 2 by Respawn and Electric Arts, and Uncharted 4 Thieves and by Naughty Dog and SIE, Sony Interactive. Sony Entertainment. Interactive, Entertainment. Yeah. yeah. So, out of those, I've played Doom, Inside, Overwatch, and Uncharted. I, you know, I don't really think Titanfall 2 is going to win. That's just me. Um, i liked overwatch or i like overwatch i constantly play the game um i don't know if it's necessarily game of the year like man this this is a game that is pushed like gaming forward i mean like it, it has in some ways like free dlc and type of <laughs> stuff but like it's not something that i look forward to or like look at like this is the pinnacle we've reached the top um, mm-hmm. in terms of storytelling or in terms like it's got kind of a great story if you watch the shorts or the comments. It
1: doesn't feel <clears throat> as revolutionary as say World of Warcraft did in 2004.
0: Yeah. I mean it's still it's still a really good game with really interesting characters and really fun playstyle. It's just not like I mean it, it's a Blizzard game. Yeah.
1: It's it's good. Like that's <clears throat> shocker. Every game Blizzard releases is good.
0: <laughs> um and then in terms of Doom, I like that's just it's just a straight up adrenaline shooter. Um, I, well, that's what Doom yeah, is. Yeah, I know. It's It's <laughs> got a story. I don't know if I'd say that that's like, oh, man, this is this is the best game that's come out this year. And here's the thing. Like, I've heard a lot of people talk about Inside, so I decided to give it a, a go for myself yesterday. Um, played the whole game through yep. in, like, two or three hours. I, yep. I, well, I'm probably going to get hate for this. I didn't like it. Like, I... I that's okay. I didn't really... Not every game's you, for every person. I know. I, I just... I didn't think it was, like... Man, this is this is fantastic gameplay or fantastic storytelling. Like, <laughs> I didn't really get it. Right. Um, and I know that I probably should um, because, like, I, I love abstract things and I love abstract yep, sure. movies um, and love figuring them out. It's just, I just I didn't get inside. Yep. Um, yep. And I don't know. Like, I disagree that it's a nomination for Game of the Year. My my vote is gonna go towards uh, towards Uncharted 4. That game like. I felt something break in me as I realized that this was, like, the ending of the the series. Like, Uncharted 3 was great, and I was like, okay, I'm fine with this being the last game, but after the ending to Uncharted 4, like, the conclusion, like, the final conclusion, I was like, this is, like, the perfect ending to the perfect series of video games. And I think that that game, that game deserves Game of the Year. Fantastic acting, storytelling, um, graphics, gameplay, all of it, packaged in Uncharted. Naughty Dog always does a good job. Uh, what do you think, Nate? Uh, there's the game I want, and then the
1: game I think is going to take it. Yeah, I think
0: Inside's going to take it, but I want Uncharted 4 to win.
1: I don't think Inside has a shot. Really? Um, I know this is not one that's decided by fans. I, I don't believe any uh, – I believe only the fans' choice ones are. Yeah, this is a jury-selected one. Yeah, this is yep. this is the
0: jury-selected one.
1: So, so it does have a better chance than it normally would, because I think if it was just fans – it would take, like, a Reddit movement to, to make it take over. Because it, it, it's I've I played it. I haven't beaten it. i only played it for, like, an hour. Um, it's a, I, I, I'm the opposite of you. I think it's fantastic. But at the same point, it's also an indie game basically going up against AAA titles. Yeah. And in a game of the year award that would be fan-based, it would have no shot. Uh, but I also think that all, all these other games listed... Um, I think the panel is going to lean heavily towards something like Uncharted 4. East. I think Uncharted 4 is going to end up getting the win because of the wait for it, uh, the culmination of what it means, uh, and the fact that it is like the de facto PlayStation 4 game. PlayStation 4 has not really, and, and I might get burned for this, PlayStation 4 has not really had a de facto game. Like, this is why you buy a PlayStation 4. Mm-hmm. Bloodborne is probably the closest, and that's in a niche genre. We talked about this before. Yeah. Uncharted 4 is not really a niche genre. So um, Uncharted 4 feels like, Th- this is why you should buy a PlayStation 4. And everyone who's been buying a PlayStation 4 has been kind of waiting for, like, that game to say that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Microsoft keeps releasing all these exclusives, and PlayStation 4 is just kind of trickling out a game a year. You know, Here, here's, here's your MLB the show. Yeah. Like, like they, they haven't really hit you with anything big, and then Uncharted 4 hits, and like, okay. hmm that's awesome and now you know they're going to try to do that again with the last guardian um we'll see if if that holds up so you know i think it's going to win just based on the merit that it is literally the best playstation 4 game yes it is um so it's going to win i think just because of that all everyone on this panel is going to own a playstation 4 and has probably played uncharted 4 even even the nintendo people like like they have played this game Mm -hmm. um i don't think they all will have played inside
0: well, but here's the thing. I I think of it kind of like I do... And, and it can go either way with this. Because Uncharted 4 is like a mass... I consider it just like The Last of Us, like a masterpiece of storytelling. Like, this is what... Sure, if I want to sure, show sure. someone that games should be in the same ballpark as film, I'm going to show them a Naughty Dog game. I'm going to show them Last of Us or Uncharted 4. But a lot of people, if they want to show that games are art, more so like that have abstraction sure. to them or something that's... You know, you look at it and you're like... You know, this This provokes thought. That would be Inside. Inside's sure. ending does that both ways. Um, sure. And so that's... No,
1: I, I totally get where you're coming from. I just don't think anyone in that panel is going to look at Inside and Uncharted 4 and pick Inside over Uncharted 4.
0: I hope not. Like, I want Uncharted 4 to win. That's where my vote would go. I,
1: I don't want Uncharted 4 to win. You don't? So, so, so that's kind of where, I, where I'm sitting at. I don't think Uncharted 4 is going to win in a landslide. I don't even think it's going to be close. Now, obviously, we are, we don't actually know yeah. what the final tally is, but I'm pretty dang sure Uncharted 4 is winning Game of the Year. In fact, I thought the moment the game released and was getting all these nine-plus reviews that it was a shoo-in for Game yeah. of the Year. And mm-hmm. nothing that came out since has really told me that it that, that opinion has really changed. Um but the game I want to get Game of the Year is actually Titanfall Two, and the reasoning isn't just because it, it, the game got is it, totally overlooked because well, it, it came is. out it, with it like rele- Battlefield. It, it 1. was released. It was released at a yeah. bad time. Um, but that game to me, and and I'm not like a huge first person fan, so maybe I'm totally off base on this because people who are bigger first person shooter fans might have something different to say. That game to me is the pinnacle of what first person Shooters should be both single player and multiplayer Um, That campaign In Titanfall 2 Might be the best FPS campaign I've played in my entire life It is that good it beats out Goldeneye it beats out all these other great campaigns, the original Modern Warfare, Uh, some of the older Call of Duty games, you know, where you're in World War II, Uh, even Battlefield 1, you know, campaign, Mm -hmm. like Titanfall 2 is the best campaign I've ever, I've ever played. It it is just an amazing, you could literally buy Titanfall 2 just to play the campaign. That's how good it is. Uh, and then it, it absolutely nailed everything it needed to in multiplayer. It took what the original Titanfall did and improved upon it in ways that made sense. Improved the mechanics, improved the weaponry, improved the the uh, Titan battles. Cuz the original Titanfall 2, the original Titanfall was good. Um, I don't know that it was fantastic, that it was like, you know, this big revolutionary step like it was bring, brought up, but it was it was good. Titanfall 2 reminds me what made Call of Duty popular in the first yeah. place is they absolutely nailed the campaign and they nailed the multiplayer and they've kind of just been living off of that that one instance with Modern Warfare that they did that ever since. All all of, all of Call of Duty's today's popularity has been built off of the original Modern Warfare. And Titanfall 2 feels like it just did it again. Mm-hmm. And no one's going to notice it because they released it at a
0: terrible They basically sent it out to die, which is really sad yeah
1: and, and even the people behind the game are like mad like we didn't choose for it to release them yeah, like that they, was that was EA's EA. like, hey, we gotta, like we got to, like we got to release it at the holiday season and it's like that's fine wait till december like why you're releasing it at a point where it's competing against names that are bigger it's competing against a name that ea owns that's bigger yeah, i don't than know that, that
0: was a really weird decision on ea's part um i i think
1: they could have mm-hmm. got away with it if it would have remained an xbox exclusive because then microsoft would have got behind the campaign for it yeah um and really pushed it hard. Like, Sony pushed Uncharted 4 hard, Well, Microsoft, back back in the day, was pushing Titanfall really yeah. hard. And they would have pushed Titanfall 2 just as hard if it was still exclusive. But because it was multi-platform, it meant that Respawn EA had to do its own advertising, didn't, and it got completely overshadowed by Battlefield 1, which, yes, Battlefield 1 is absolutely fantastic. But you'll notice Battlefield 1 is not up for an award in, in terms in of Game area, of yeah. the Year. <clears throat> so, clearly... The panel that that picked all these thinks Titanfall Two is better than Battlefield One in the first place. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, it wouldn't be like it is the you know yeah. There's Overwatch, is kind of an FPS game, but that's like a team thing. Um, you know, Uncharted Four has some FPS, but it's kind of third person, kind of an action adventure. Uh, Titanfall Two is the representative for FPS, and that's saying something. It means that they think it's already better than Call of Duty and already better than Battlefield One, and Battlefield One is fantastic. I don't know if you've had a chance to play Not it yet. Is probably is it might be the best battlefield I've heard there is and for me for me to be like Titanfall Two is it's just that much better than it, it it's insane to me because I didn't really even like the idea of Titans in the original <laughs> Titanfall now I love it. it 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 is so what what they did in Titanfall Two is so amazing but the thing is no one's gonna no one's played it it's probably not gonna get the recognition it deserves even though I'm sure everyone on the panel has played it because again these were selected by the panel. So I'm sure the panel has played Doom, Inside, Overwatch, and Titanfall 2, and Uncharted 4, or at least a majority of the panel. But Titanfall 2 is just not going to See, we it. say that, it's gonna... and, and this is
0: probably where we're going to have to end it, because we're going to have to move on to the next one. Um, sure, But sure. even though we look at things that are like, well, obviously this game hasn't been played a lot, but it's not, so it's not going to win an award, her story won Best Narrative and Best Performance last year. Um, and I've sure. never played that game. I didn't hear about sure. it. I heard about it, like, right up until the Game Awards and hadn't heard about it before then. So Yeah, I think and I think the panel is, like, a whole bunch of yeah. media members.
1: Well, um, I, I remember seeing a giant list of it earlier, because I know uh, Greg from Kind of Funny Games. I know we just brought them up earlier. Hey, I know he's on yeah. the panel. Uh, and so
0: it's it's a bunch of people that really care about video games, it's a bunch of people that really know what they're sure, talking about. Sure, um, And, again, I think Uncharted 4 is still going to win, because
1: all of those people gave Uncharted 4, like, the top review score of yeah.
0: the year. Um, and so, like, I... I, I personally i hope it wins um obviously nate hopes to i really don't wins. want it I to <laughs> um, but well here's the thing i'm a little biased i I've,
1: I've never played an uncharted game and what upsets me about the fact that i haven't played an uncharted game is i love indiana jones and i haven't played uncharted and i don't know what's wrong with me <laughs> uncharted is it feels like the perfect series i've been waiting for oh, my whole life and i just fantastic ha- haven't played it um so yeah maybe I'll, i will someday and i'll probably end up agreeing with mm. you that Uncharted 4 maybe should should win because I, like I I've played a demo of it and I've seen other people play it and I've seen some gameplay of it but like I don't un- the impact isn't felt on me, yeah. because I haven't played the prior games and I think if anything's working against Uncharted 4 to win it's that it doesn't really stand well on its own. You have to have yeah. played the other games <clears throat> to get the full impact. Um, whereas Titanfall 2, you could might as well just skip the first Titanfall. Overwatch is is a first game in what might be a series or it might just be a constantly evolving game gonna, like yeah. World of Warcraft is. Um, you know, Doom is part, you know kind of a, a reboot of an established series. Um, so if anything's working against Uncharted 4, it's that you kind of have yeah.
0: to play the prior games. But I still think... I, I don't even think it's going to be close. Yeah. So, anyways. Next, next best one. Best Studio and Game Direction. Recognizing a game studio for outstanding creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. So we have Blizzard for Overwatch... DICE for Battlefield 1, ID Software for Doom, Naughty Dog for Uncharted 4, Thief's End, and Respawn for Titanfall 2. This yeah. one's kind of difficult. Um, I don't feel like it is. I, like, for me to go pick. First here. Um, not to call. <laughs> I, I actually want Blizzard to win this one. Because they hit it out of the park with Overwatch. Like, I... I'm not... Like, I'm a, a first-person shooter guy in, like, the sense that I'll play, like, Borderlands and stuff. I'm not, like, hardcore Call of Duty or other things like that. Um, sure. so Blizzard for me is like... Or Overwatch for me is like, wow, this this game really, like, you know, interests me. It, it keeps me coming back regularly. Um, and so I sure. I want... I, I kind of want Blizzard to win uh, best studio game direction. I feel like Naughty Dog's gonna pull it off again. Um...
1: So here's um, here's where I differ on you. I don't think Naughty Dog's gonna pull it off because they've. All, this is an ongoing series, that Uncharted Four is just a natural progression from has, one to. Has three.
0: Uncharted Three won? Let me go check on that. You you keep talking. I I, I, don't, I can't remember.
1: Um, I don't think even though I think Titanfall Two is fantastic. Again, it's another game that's just improving upon something that's done. So I don't think it's going to win. I think I think Uncharted Four and, and Respawn's is gonna be pretty much like disqualified um from the game direction aspect just because they're just doing what they used to do and doing it better um you know id software is going to get some credit for doom but again doom feels like doom it doesn't feel revolutionary Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like you know they it's good they did doom right because they could have went way wrong you're thinking
0: dice aren't you are you thinking dice for who's gonna win
1: yes yes Battlefield- and the reason I'm thinking DICE because, like, Blizzard, I, I think n- absolutely nailed what they were doing, but think about all the similar type games that yeah. came out like that this year. Um, Blizzard mm-hmm. ended up having the most popular of them all, but it's not like the other ones were so terrible. Yeah. Um, and now there's like that Paladin game coming out that's like everyone's saying in beta is really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, like, it feels like uh, uh, Overwatch was a game that came out during a time when a whole bunch of these kind of games were coming out, and it just happened to be the most popular yeah. one. There's people who don't even think it's the best one, but it's Blizzard who ha- already has like a pre-established ten plus million audience mm-hmm. that scoops up everything they release, so it naturally became more. And popular. dice, and dice really w- hit it on like the I bought game it. Them. I bought it because you played yeah. it. <laughs> like otherwise, I wasn't going to pick it up, and I love Blizzard games. Um, but dice, because Battlefield was on was like a sinking ship. Mm-hmm right it tried to do the call of duty thing well, it tried to do that.
0: that that police thing the hard line
1: yeah it, that pulled that the hard line that last one they did like the game before that they tried to be call of duty the game after that they tried to be like this unique oh we're gonna do this whole cops robbers thing and that just it, it just tanked um <laughs> it felt like battlefield was dead in the water um you know maybe they would just revert back to being like battlefield 4 was or something or Battlefield Three but they they weren't really going to revolutionize things. Then they had the balls to say N- we're going to World War 1. <laughs> An era that <clears throat> games avoid because of how gruesome that era is. Like people think like the Nazis and stuff were nasty. Go look up like history behind World War 1. The combat, everything in it is so brutal. Um and they had the balls to go to it. And not only do it, go to it, but do it yeah. well. Um Like, they represent that era fantastically. Well, obviously, there's things that aren't necessarily true, like like historical accuracy. Like, yeah, this one weapon existed back then, but it wasn't like you saw 20 people on a battlefield (laughs) running around with it. You know, it was like one person. Um, You know, so there's some, you know, it's a video game thing going on. Uh, But it it really represents um, the brutality of that world and presents it in a way that doesn't necessarily make the player feel uncomfortable, but does make them realize that, man like death is like this is a serious thing man mm-hmm. like like i didn't do it but i just saw this guy's head get you know decapitated by a
0: mortar like like there's all this crazy well, stuff plus, going every on every death um, you get that that title screen where it's like this person from here to here this yeah you're, you're like a
1: character in the in the war yeah. and like you you don't respawn as yourself you're a completely new character like it's crazy how they yeah. did that um, and, and I think just in terms of the direction and how well they executed it, and just how different it is from prior Battlefield games, while maintaining like that high quality, like vehicle combat and all the stuff that that Battlefield players expect, I think that's going to end up winning like best studio in game direction. I, I, in fact, I think this might be the only award that I could see that. Wins. But Overwatch, I think, is going to be right there because it's like the best of like a new, not really a new, a new genre, but like a, a new a, popular a resurgence
0: genre. of a of an old genre.
1: Yeah. But uh, you know, I think, I think dice. Th- if they're gonna win an award, this is gonna
0: be one. Okay. Best narrative for outstanding storytelling and narrative development in a game. Got Firewatch by Campo Santo, Inside by Playdead, Mafia 3 by hangar 13. I can't, believe, Ma- I can't believe Mafia Neither can 3. Neither can I. Oxen Free by Night School Studio, and Uncharted 4: A Thief's End by Naughty Dog and Sony Interactive Entertainment.
1: I so this is either gonna be a clean sweep for Naughty Dog here. Or and they're going to pull it for off Firewatch. For, for, for ending, or it's going to be Firewatch. I
0: say, the reason why I don't know if it's going to be Uncharted 4 is because of what you said, is that the story isn't just Uncharted 4. The story no, is... No, yeah. But, but also,
1: through. it's also <clears throat> that they culminated yeah. an already great story and, in a really good and way.
0: Like you said, like um, I could see Uncharted 4 sweeping this because the story in the game was fantastic. The way it was told, yeah. like, how... Uh, there's there's a plot point that I really can't say because it spoils. I just, it. I, don't, I don't, I'm still laughing that
1: Mafia Three is included. And then like, I love the Mafia series. Like I know a lot of people didn't like Mafia Two. I loved it. I played Mafia Three. I don't get what's so great about the story. I mean, it's okay, but it just feels like a, it happened. Yeah. But <laughs> I I wonder if it was included just because they wanted to get Mafia in a category.
0: But Firewatch is a, is a solely story driven game. I yes, haven't it played is. it I've heard really good things about it and I've been wanting to play it.
1: Um, yeah, well, I haven't played it for very long. It's like, when I say not very long, I got it got like for 20 minutes. Yeah. So it's not like I, I'm a very really good assessment of it how is, good it is. I've but seen people play Based it, on don't. the videos I've seen, like like this is, if we're going to be solely on story and it, we're talking self-contained, then it's going to be either Firewatch, Inside, or Oxenfree. Yeah, I can see Oxenfree. Um, I, I haven't played any of Oxenfree, so I, I don't know. Um, what that game is about. But again, th- this this is the kind of category that to me always felt like it favored indie titles. Yeah. Because one thing indie titles can do that AAA titles don't always focus on is tell an amazing narrative. Because indie titles aren't necessarily always focused on the visuals or having all these effects or even gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like I said, Her Story won-, won some stuff last year that, you know, okay, it doesn't even feel like a game. Yeah. But. But it's a very good story, so uh, I think that Mafia Three's got no shot, and Uncharted Four just has has a shot because of how well they they ended things. But to me, this is an indie category all the way. So who, do you, who and Fire, Firewatch and Inside are are the are the two more popular of the three that who are, are there. You go for then? Um, I think I think Uncharted Four is going to end up winning. I want Firewatch I want Firewatch to, to win window. too. I, I can see it going um, both ways, so I don't know who
0: I'd predict winning. Like,
1: all I ever hear people talk about is Uncharted 4's story. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm like, okay. Like, when I hear, like, P.S. I Love You and Greg Miller, who's on the panel, talk about Uncharted 4, he doesn't talk about the gameplay. He talks about the yeah. story. So it's like, that story clearly resonated. Um, I'm just hoping that some of these indie games resonated a bit more,
0: like Firewatch. So, next. Best art direction for outstanding creative and technical achievement in artistic design and animation you have Abzu by Giant Squid in 505, Firewatch by Campo Santo, Inside by Playdead, Overwatch by Blizzard and Uncharted 4 Thieves and by Naughty Dog. Uh. this is where I think Inside gets a win.
1: I... And it's not because I personally like it. Um I mean I don't think it's terrible. No. But um you know I I'm looking at other games like Abzu. It looks like other indie games I've played. Mhm. It just does. It, it looks like a Unity game uh firewatch looks like other games i've played overwatch looks like a blizzard game (laughs) i mean it it just does it it was literally built off another mmo they were making so like it looks like it's it looks like a blizzard game supposed to look uncharted 4 looks like uncharted Mm -hmm. um well no yeah it's it's the best looking uncharted i'm like they they all kind of look different. like yeah well i mean it is literally the best looking but but like do I give them a technical achievement for making the best looking Uncharted game on their most powerful platform? Like, how's that a technical achievement? If it wasn't the best looking game on their most powerful platform, then something's wrong at Naughty Dog because they created The Last of Us on the PlayStation yeah. 3. Um, so, like, you expect them. Like, it's almost, I can't give them outstanding creative with it because this is what you expect yeah. out of Naughty Dog. Um, and it's not really artistic design because it's a continuation of what they've done mm-hmm. with, like, The Last of Us and stuff like that. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, the animation's obviously top notch. I, I think Inside will end up winning because one, I think Inside is a media darling. Yeah, media loves this game. Um, and two, one thing I always hear media talk about it is they just love the visual presentation. Mm. Um, that's why I think this is the game. Like Firewatch, if that wins story, uh, Uncharted Four ends up winning Game of the Year, I could see Inside them being like, this is the one we got to get.
0: Well, to you inside. look at you look at Inside and you think this is what an Orwellian, like, uh, yeah. hellscape would look like. And yep. they did a very good job of that. Like, I'll give them that. Like, I didn't really like the story yep. and the gameplay was... Well, I mean, that's what we're talking I about. Mean, it's yeah. literally just art, <clears throat> art direction. That's and so I can about. see this going either to Firewatch, because it's a beautiful game. It is, but it yeah. doesn't look like something or, I haven't seen Or before. inside. Like, I don't necessarily think, like, Overwatch is going to get best-looking best, best looking art direction. Because, yeah, it's it's detailed, but it's like... It's, sure. you know, it it's it's Overwatch. It's Blizzard. See, the only reason I don't think
1: Firewatch is going to get it is because every time I see screenshots of Firewatch, I can't tell it's Firewatch. It looks like a zillion other games. Mm-hmm. Um, So, like, you know, it's just like with Abzu. Like, yeah, it looks fantastic, but how many Unity games have I seen <laughs> with a similar art direction? Like, so many. Um, it's still a beautiful game, and this art direction is absolutely gorgeous, so is Firewatch, but it's like, it, it doesn't feel unique um inside i'm not going to say it feels necessarily unique either um there are other games i think that have been like this i just think there's been less yeah. and not as many that have been highly praised like this one okay so um, we're so yeah i think i think Inside's getting that one you think Firewatch? no i
0: think either inside or Firewatch, but my vote is still for inside on this one kind of like yours okay oh I, I converted you no okay uh, my my vote was either way um I, but i've played inside and i like i that's the one thing i can give that game is that i really like the art design And then the. This next one's going to be. Best music and sound design. I hate that they mix these together. Um, Yeah. It's like, well, one's a great great soundtrack. One's like, well, this is a cool sound effect. Um, For outstanding audio, inclusive of score, original song, licensed soundtrack, and sound design, we've got Battlefield 1 by Dice and EA, Doom by id Software and Bethesda, Inside by Play Dead, Res Infinite by Enhanced Games, which is a a trip if you've ever played, um, and Thumper by Drool, which is a. I think it's a VR game. Um, yes. So, huh.
1: I mean, we're just on sound design. So, like, I think Thumper, like, it's it's not very long, and I don't think it's very good. <laughs> but we're just talking about sound. Mm. Um, it has very good sound design. But the thing is, all these games, yeah. do. Um, I still think it's gonna go to Battlefield one. Yeah, I
0: feel like this is where another one's because like, um, like they they nail like it's not
1: just the sound effects. Um, alone because this includes sound mm-hmm. effects. Uh, absolutely stunning. You feel like you're back, you're you're back in World War One. Yeah. It does none of these sounds sound like modern weapons. These are old school weapons that jam up all the time. They suck. You're beating someone with an axe. It feels and sounds like you chopping someone in the head with an axe. Like the the sound direction in it is is absolutely stunning. And, and they kind of the music they mix in with it. Like it all feels very period. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know, if Battlefield 1 doesn't win anything else,
0: it should no, win. No, my, my vote and prediction is for Battlefield 1 on this. Because yeah. it's, like... And poor I, Doom. I, I feel know. bad for Doom. It
1: Like, it, Doom is a good game. It, it, it's good, but that's the thing. It's just good. I can't think of anything in particular on it that's outstanding. Yeah. Um, But, because that's kind of the way Doom has always been. It's just a good game. Mm. Um, I, I never, even the old Doom, like, I'm like, oh... Everyone loves Doom. I'm like, yeah. Everyone thinks it's a good game. It doesn't necessarily mean they think it's outstanding yeah. um, in any particular regard. And that's kind of the way I feel about the new game. I'm glad id Software and Bethesda did like a great job mm-hmm. with it, but it's it is a good game. It's it's just yeah. not like like it's good. It's just I like I don't think it's good enough to beat all the other. So we're options. in agreement
0: there that Battlefield One gets everything
1: <laughs>
0: for, yeah. for that one. So so that's two. Two awards I think I picked Battlefield 1. Best Performance. Award to an individual for voice overacting, motion, and or performance capturing. We have Alex Hernandez as Lincoln Clay in Mafia 3. Uh, oh. Sissy Jones as Delilah in Firewatch. Emily Rose as Elena in Uncharted 4. Nolan North as Nathan Drake in Uncharted 4. It's basically going Uncharted 4. Rich Summer as Henry. Can we just agree on Fred that. Baker. I, I hope it's Nolan North.
1: Well, it, okay, They're basically, this is the Uncharted 4 award. And I'm not saying that because like I'm I I haven't played the Uncharted games, but like when three of the nominees are from one game, let's be real. Someone from that game is winning it. Well,
0: you, again, that's.
1: I mean, you could argue <laughs> it's going to end splitting the votes. The like, people are going to vote for Troy Baker. People are going to vote for Nolan Nolan. R- like Troy Baker is the most well-known name. Uh, people are going to vote for Nolan North because that's the protagonist. People are going to vote for Emily Rose because she... I, I've seen cutscenes. she She's an you, awesome You guy. say
0: that and you say, well, yeah, these are people that people know, that they recognize their voice. But uh, Viva Seyfert won her story, best performance last year. And she went up sure. against people like Camilla Luddington for Croft. Um, She went against Mark yeah. Hamill as the Joker and won. So? Okay. So he... like. The, uh, that's not a big deal. Mark Hamill didn't do that great of a job. He's the best the Joker. He's the best Joker in my opinion. Still, he
1: he might he might be the best Joker I, in your opinion. But in terms of when I when, I don't know. I mean, we can go on a yeah. debate for that forever. Like, I don't think he was a bad Joker. I just don't think like comparatively to what what else he was competing against, it wasn't like a performance that I, I think back on like, oh man, remember Mark Hamill as the Joker. No, I know, person?
0: but I mean, like that's like, that's still like an iconic role played by an iconic person. Like iconic so person. It, that's, I know. That's what I'm saying. So it doesn't necessarily yeah. have to be. Like you look at Nolan yeah. North playing I Nathan think, Drake,
1: I I don't think uh, the Mafia Three one no. has a shot. And, and I'm not I'm not saying that because Mafia Three is a, like a bad game. I know it didn't review very well. And I I think the uh, you know the voice actor for uh, Lincoln was very very good. Mm-hmm. Like I have nothing against him. Um, I just don't think like if you look at the history of the Game Awards and who wins this. It's going to be someone who not only did a fantastic job but was in a re- in what the panel considers to be one of the best yeah. games. Um, Mafia 3 is not going to be it's not even up for one of the best yeah. games. Um, you know Firewatch has been in, you know, multiple awards already. Uncharted 4 has basically been in every single category. I think I think it might have been in every category. Uh, oh it wasn't in the sound no. design. Sound design was <clears> there. <throat> but it was in every other category. Um, so clearly there's a bias this year towards Uncharted 4 if, if there's no signal to me that Uncharted 4 is going to win a game of the year It's the fact that it's in like every yeah. category
0: I, I can um, see I. It's going to
1: be so like, The thing is there's two from Firewatch Three from Uncharted And then there's you know Lincoln <laughs> You know Alexander Hernandez And to me it's like oh Alexander Hernandez is going to win Because he's the only like single one from a single game But it's between Firewatch and Uncharted Yeah that It's tough for me I think Nolan North is going to end up taking it. Because it's his
0: last run as as, uh, Nathan. Yeah,
1: like, just because this is the last game and it's such a memorable character. Mm -hmm. um, You know, yeah, Troy Baker did a fantastic job, as he always does. Um, Emily Rose did a fantastic job. Uh, And and Sissy Jones and Rich Summer they did awesome jobs, Mm -hmm. too. Um, It's just, man.
0: Well, like... When I, you think voice acting, I and don't the know. king of voice acting, you think Nolan North. He's been in the most stuff. He's done the most stuff, and and yeah. he's got
1: yeah. I I always think it, when I think king of voice acting, I always think it's either Nolan North or yeah. Troy Baker or someone in the like. Those are guys that do like amazing job every time out. You know mm-hmm. you're gonna get something good.
0: And and so like I I I'm, I think that it's gonna be Nolan North, and I vote Nolan North, um, just because he did a great job as 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 Drake like he always does, but like. Yeah, here's my thing.
1: I want it to be Nolan North. I'm okay if it's Troy Baker. Yeah. Um I'm o- I'm okay if it's any of the ones from Uncharted Four, because I will give Uncharted Four massive credit on their voice acting. Um but part of me says if Firewatch hasn't won anything yet to this point, then I want Fire someone from Firewatch to win. Like if it didn't win Best Story, then I want it to win the voice uh, acting. Uh, like that's just a, that's just like a desire for Firewatch to get yeah. something. I don't like as awesome as Uncharted Four, I am afraid that Uncharted Four is gonna end up just sweeping. And it's going to be the most boring award show. See, up. I
0: don't know because the people that vote are a lot like you and me in terms of like, well, we've already given this award, this like game, a bunch of different rewards.
1: Yeah, but it's also one of those like if they actually think Uncharted 4 is just the best, that's yeah. just the way it is. But this
0: isn't like the Oscars where they've never played the games before and never watched the movies and they're just like, this sounds well, fun. And, and, well, they, yeah, but they might also think, well, there's awards that don't... Like the next award does not have Uncharted. Yeah. So speaking of, next award. Games yep. for Impact Award for a thought... I'm supposed to say thought it says, though provoking game with a profound pro social meaning or message, 1979 Revolution by Ink Stories, Blockhood by Plethora Project and Devolver Digital, Orwell by Osmotic Studios, Surprise Attack, Sea Hero Quest mm-hmm. by Glitchers, and that Dragon Cancer by Numinous Games. Yeah,
1: this is like an indie game category for um, profound, you know, pro social. I think, meaning I think that Dragon
0: stuff. Cancer is going to win because it's had the most impact out of all of these. Like, I've seen, I think
1: you're right. Be- only because I've never
0: played any. Well, of these like, games. yeah, like you, the, the only one that I think the <laughs> only one you've heard of, right, is that Dragon Cancer.
1: Um, I, I've, yeah, I've heard, I've seen some people on NeoGAF talking about it. That, that's mm-hmm. it. I haven't heard it talked about
0: like that. Dragon else. Cancer got media coverage. It was on the news. Um, it was. Well, I don't, I don't, watch I know, it. but it was on the news. It got shown <laughs> off. Like, man, this guy, his his son was going through cancer, and so sure. he made this game to deal with it. And like, it 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 yeah. Like reached out. I think some of the proceeds it, went to cancer yeah. organizations. So I think. That Dragon Cancer is gonna win, or well, I played a little bit of very interesting game. Um, sure. I it's it's pretty much what it sounds like. It's it's based off of like 1984, like Big Brother type of thing, um, and it's interesting. Um, it it's mm-hmm. a lot like playing like Papers Please or Her Story, and the fact that like the gameplay of it's not really like gameplay. It's more of sure. a. I don't, know, I don't know how to say it. You, you have to play it for yourself. There's a demo on Steam. Yeah. Um. Yep. But I can still see, I still think that that Dragon Cancer was going to win just because of its popularity and just because of, of what it's done.
1: Sure. Uh, I'll go with whatever you say because I haven't played these games.
0: Okay. So. Here's your other the category you said this was. Best independent game. For outstanding... No, yeah. No, no. I was saying like all the games for they're, Impact they're One's are indie, indie games. games so. For outstanding creative and technical achievement in a game made outside the traditional publisher system. Firewatch. So, this feels almost like a biased
1: category, by the way. Because if Inside didn't win Game of the Year, it's going to win Indie Game of the Year. Um, But but that's what's going to happen. If this panel nominated Inside as Game of the Year and it doesn't win Game of the Year, it's obviously winning Indie Game of the Year. You don't get nominated for Game of the Year as the only Indie Game and then not win the Indie Game category. So, we got. So, I'm just saying, unless, and it's weird too, because if if Inside wins Game of the Year, how can it not be the best Indie Game?
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So, this almost feels like this is the Inside Award Ahead had time. I'm just throwing We've that We've
0: got Firewatch by Campo Santo, Hyper Light Drifter by yep. Heart Machine, Inside by Play Dead, Stardew Valley by Concerned Ape and Chucklefish Games, and The Witness by Thelka Inc. Yeah. A lot of people forgot that game even came out. The Witness? Show. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. I know I just got Stardew Valley. I haven't played it. I know that a lot of people sure. really, really liked it. It was like an instant hit. Yep. I don't know if it's going to yep. win Independent Game of the Year because it's, it's not really it anything we haven't seen before. Um Hyperlight Drifter is a beautiful game. Absolutely love, it. love that game. Love that That's game. where my vote would go is Hyperlight Drifter. I don't think it's gonna win. I don't think it's gonna like you said, I don't think it's gonna stand a chance against Inside. side. I think it's, it's gonna sweep that easily.
1: Yeah, I, I don't like here's the thing. Like I'm I'm looking at the panel, because the panel helped pick the games in the yeah. first place. Right? And it's like inside was nominated for game of the year and it's also nominated for best indie game how can it not win best indie game when they already thought it was the best indie? game? like it it just that that's what's weird like i I feel like this category would have been better almost if inside wasn't nominated for game of the year uh because then you don't really know because inside and firewatch have both been nominated for like a lot Mm -hmm. of awards so you would figure it's between firewatch and inside um, in terms of just popularity, like, oh, my God, they're talking about Firewatch for best story and best voice acting and Inside for best story and, you know, best overall yeah. game and you know, best visuals. Um, these other games haven't been even mentioned until just now. Um, I feel like there's going to be part of the the base that's going to say, especially if Inside ends up winning game of the year, that's going to say, well, maybe we shouldn't give Inside best any game uh, because the only reason they voted for Inside is because, like, Firewatch or, like, The Witness was not up there. Yeah to vote for like it might be like oh we originally voted for these games to be part of game of the year but you know this one ended up winning and if a couple of people who voted for inside are like oh we don't want to vote for it again um you could end up seeing like a Firewatch take it uh, which is probably the most likely other candidate yeah. or the witness because the witness had a lot of hype going into mm-hmm. it and it mostly delivered on its promise um like it's that one indie game that was made by uh you know a well-established indie developer who already had a hit success mm-hmm. Um, and the witness delivered exactly what the it was going to deliver on. It, it wasn't like you know No Man's Sky, which <laughs> notice how that's not up for any awards. Um, you know, it wasn't like No Man's Sky where they overpromised. Like he said exactly what the game is going to be, and that's what it was. Um, you know, it, so you know mm-hmm. I see there might be some some votes for the witness just because. But so who I, do you vote
0: for then? We know Inside's probably going to win. I I personally want Firewatch to okay. take it,
1: but. I think this is Inside's award to lose. Like something weird would have to happen where the panel just suddenly hates yeah. Inside.
0: Okay. Um, here's yeah. here's another sad combination. Uh, mo- best mobile or handheld game for the best game playable. Uh, I'm I'm totally I'm totally okay with that. For the best game playable on portable devices, including mobile phones and dedicated gaming handhelds. So you've got Clash Royale by Supercell, Fire Emblem Fates by Intelligent Systems and Nintendo, Monster Hunter Generations by Capcom pokemon go by niantic and severed by drinkbox studio so i want fire emblem face to win just because i love fire emblem i love the fates games i yep. know pokemon go is gonna win i no. see you say that but I'm, no. I'm thinking of a game that's been played it, it's it was the top game that's ever been on the app store doesn't matter it's
1: doesn't I, matter it is also the one of the worst reviewed pokemon games by media. well yeah because it's not a pokemon game but that, but, but you're missing my point. Media don't actually think this game is good, and media are the people. Voting. Well,
0: but if you look at
1: media, media are the people that recognized this game was promised to have all these features and it doesn't have them. Media are the ones that dealt with the servers not being up. Media are the ones that realize there's nothing to do in this game after you catch Pokemon. Like they, like Pokemon Go was a massive success, but media did not like that game.
0: The they game, were very critical. Gaming of it. Like, media like IGN and Kotaku and stuff. Didn't. But that, these are the people. I know. But voting you've got on. like hey, you Weekly like, in there. You've got you know other like non-gaming media in there, and they're they're in like they're, they look at this and they're like, what the heck is Monster Hunter? What the heck is Severed? Pokemon Go? We know what that is. Yeah, but the people included mm-hmm. on the panel are people that pay attention to video games
1: at those outlets. Yeah,
0: like Pokemon Go on Metacritic has a sixty-eight. It's still not the worst reviewed game on Metacritic. It's still not what? the worst reviewed me- game on Metacritic. Um,
1: it's the, probably the worst reviewed of all the games on the list of oh, all well, this list. Maybe, yes. maybe, maybe
0: Clash Royale might be low. Well, and that's the thing. Like, what are they basing? What? No, Clash Royale is eighty-six. What dude. are they viewing? What are they like? Are they saying best overall game on this? Or are they going to be look like? Well, Pokemon Go was played the most. It had the most, like, the biggest user base out of all these. Well, it says best mobile handheld game. It, that's what this category is. It is the best of the mobile so games. So then if, if that's what we're going off of, instead of, like, well, this is the most popular, this got the most widespread acclaim at first. Again,
1: if this was, like, a fan vote, Pokemon no, Go I know. would win. But if... if this is a, I think this is a panel, yeah, right? Let me just confirm. So then, yeah, so so pan- then I'd panel. say
0: Severed Wins. I'd say Fire Emblem Faces. Is, is my vote, but Sever is probably going to end up winning because that game.
1: I am going to go. Let me let me see here. I'm going to base this on review scores, mm-hmm. since Sever got an 89. Yeah. Um, on iOS only 82 on Vita, 82 on Wii, mm-hmm. but it's in the 80s. Um, Clash Royale got a solid 86, uh, which Clash Royale is actually pretty good. I wouldn't know. Um, yeah, I know you. You haven't played. this <laughs> on your kind of thing. Um, but but it actually is pretty good. Like it, it it's a legit good mobile game. Um, believe it or not, those exist. <laughs> uh, um, let me see what what Fates got here. Uh, Fates is currently the highest rated of all the games on there by the media. Um, well, let me check Monster Hunter. I I I can't discount Monster Hunter. I I don't think enough of them will. Yeah, Monster Hunter's also got like an eighty. Five. Yeah, but that case so they're all pretty highly rated games pokemon go is literally the worst rated game and it's probably only included because of this well
0: and muster generations came out very recently
1: the only thing the only way pokemon go i think has a shot is if they just say it proved like that uh, augmented reality is like a thing yeah. and people should explore more of it um but again that doesn't make it the best it just means that like it proved that this could be something that could be good if someone mm-hmm. did it right um, and, and granted, Pokemon Go, if that December update rumor is true, might finally be getting it right. Um, but again, you know, this many months after launch, and that update's not going to be out by Thursday. Yeah. So it's not gonna, and these votes have probably already been cast. Pokemon so, Go is the the um, No Man's
0: Sky that somehow managed to get on this list.
1: Kind of. Yeah. Um, you know, the the I think the big difference is if that December update is true. Like like No Man's Sky, you can kind of see where because it didn't include like anything of what it promised. <laughs> um like Pokemon Go at least included the main premise of you can go catch Pokemon out yeah. in the real world. Well I mean um, that the was the main, main premise, premise of
0: No Man's Sky was you can explore an infinite galaxy.
1: Yeah, but it was supposed to be like every planet is different.
0: I mean and sl- I mean they're they're, they're different, slightly right? different.
1: But they're not really. They they start becoming really yeah. samey after a while. Um especially since like every hut on each planet is like the same yeah, hut. No, it's like, I'm, I'm not defending uh, it's, that it's, game uh, by any means. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. That like, that like, they, you know, there's a lot of things that were wrong with it. But like, even the the supposed core of the game didn't even feel right. Um, it felt like it just was a bunch of BS. <laughs> so who um, do you think is gonna win? Just like get to the center of the galaxy. It's gonna be amazing. It's not. So who that do you amazing. think is gonna win? Um, but yeah. So I think, you know, based on just pure reviews pure just pure quality pure appeal to media members i think fireman fates is going to take it who do you vote for i think i i think if they're going to pick a a mobile game it'll be clash Royale. um i I think severed you know it has a good check because it's on you know so many different devices Mm uh you know like clash royale's really only on phones and and tablets whereas severed is on you know even on the vita um in addition to like wii u and, and all that stuff so but, but I think Fates I think this is like the one category where Nintendo's going to get a win yeah Um. it's going to go to it's going to go to Fates because Fates is absolutely fantastic and it's the highest review game of all the games on the mm-hmm. list so
0: so is that what you vote for then
1: yeah it's what I want to win and it's what yeah. I think is going to win and mm-hmm. I don't think Monster Hunter has a chance because Monster Hunter I think is just too niche for, for Western yeah. media and that's saying something because um,
0: Fire Emblem Fates is very niche it
1: is but it's very approachable no, to Western audience like Monster Hunter is not that approachable to Western gamers. Very, Japanese gamers, sure, they love mm-hmm. that thing. Like I wouldn't even call Monster Hunter niche in Japan. That's how popular <laughs> it is. But Fire Emblem Fates is like it's popular here, but not popular in Japan. So it's kind of like yeah. Zelda. Actually, Zelda's not that popular in Japan anymore. So
0: anymore. best oh this next best one. VR game for the best game experience playable in virtual reality. Uh, so we've got Batman Arkham VR by Rocksteady and Warner Bros. Interactive Entertainment. EVE Valkyrie by CCP Games, Job Simulator by Al- Alchemy yeah. Labs, Res Infinite by yep. Enhanced Games, and Thumper by Drool. I think it's going to go to Batman. because I say
1: Batman because it's the most recommended. Well, like and, and because it was good. Like, yeah, it was well, good. It and you look at though. Batman...
0: I mean, I call it a demo. It's not even really a game to well, me. Well, it's like but. a $20, $30 game. So it's not really like that lasts like yeah. a half hour. Like it's. I mean, the way right now overpriced. you're paying for experiences on VR. You're not paying for like. Games. Yeah, that's
1: the thing. I don't think there should even be a VR category. I mean, I think um, if they want to say that like, if they want to say best VR experience, I think that would be a better way to, to name this category. But when you call something a game, I look at all of the these um the these selected things, and they're, they're just demos. Yeah. None of these feel like a game. Like some of these cost like forty bucks and. Um, no, I wouldn't pay more than like a dollar on steam to try some of these. Like it, I guess it's my problem with VR in general. There really isn't like no, a there's, true There's no reason to get VR right now, in it. my opinion. Yeah. So, but like, if they wanted to say VR experience, cause VR is like the hot thing, then I would say Batman because who doesn't want well, to do And it's
0: Batman? also like, not that these games are unpolished, but Batman, uh, Batman. VR is, is surprisingly
1: And it, it's yeah. good. It's good. I mean, all these demos, I'm going to call them demos are good. Um, it's just Batman. I don't know. I bias Well, I it, it might it might end up being like Eve Valkyrie, I know that that's mm-hmm. really good. Job Simulator. I know a lot of people had fun with. I mean, people are, are raving about all of these these experiences. Yeah. But so, like, part of me, I think I have a lot of bias to Batman. Well, I like, I
0: played the, I played the Batman Arkham VR, and it was really really cool because it was like, oh wow. Yeah, but have you played all these other I VR games? I played Job Simulator, and okay. I played Res Infinite, not VR. So oh. I can't really speak for the. C- you VR. didn't kind of get the, ex- the but experience. But Red Infinite is a full game. It's yeah, it's well, yeah just it I, you know for VR. I mean I could see again. I just think it's gonna go to Batman. Like there's, these other games are great. Yep. But I, I, it's it's gonna go to Batman.
1: I agree with you on Batman. I have a feeling it's probably gonna go to something that isn't Batman. But for now I'll stick with Batman. I, I don't know. I don't really like this category so. <laughs>
0: Best action game.
1: Sorry, sorry, VR people. I mean, I I think VR's got great potential. I think we're nowhere close to it being a viable
0: thing in the market. Best action game. For the best games in the action genre focused on combat, Battlefield 1, Doom, Gears of War 4 by The Coalition and Microsoft Studios, Overwatch, and Titanfall 2. Let's kind of get this out of the way. I don't necessarily think Overwatch is an action game. I, and it's funny you oh, say that sorry. i think i think it's an action game i do, I didn't i saw action adventure and i was like i don't think it's an action adventure game it's mm. not it's an action game
1: no i i think i think this is the category overwatch yeah, wins. no
0: overwatch can win this
1: um <clears throat> you know it's an action general focused on combat that's exactly what that game is um yeah these other games are that too um i think doom has a nice shot at this one i don't think gears of war 4 is really going to get there um, by the way, of War Four is yeah, good. It just I mean, came a, out. Another sol- another solid game for for Microsoft. Um, you know, again, Titanfall Two, fantastic. I would love to see it get the award here. I, I just I think that you know now that Overwatch has cropped up a few times, I think it's clear the panel wants Overwatch to win something, uh-huh. because Overwatch <laughs> has, you know, it, it, it it's been a sensation. It has like there's all these games that have come out like it, but Overwatch is the best. Of you, all see, like, you see like T-shirts, see pops, right.
0: figures for it, like hot topic and games. Yeah, like-,
1: like 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 it's a it's a big deal. And so is Battlefield mm-hmm. One. Um, you know, Battlefield One's probably at that same level. Titanfall Two again, bad released period. Gears of War Four, big deal for for some, but it's a single platform yeah. game. Um, I mean, so is Overwatch technically, but uh, I I think that this is the award that they say Overwatch. You, I mean. You're all about that action, all about that combat. Well, considering there's
0: no other part to the game, it's just action and combat.
1: Yeah. Like, the other, the other parts have a lot of narrative. <clears throat> Overwatch doesn't have that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I guess Doom doesn't have that either. So, Overwatch, anyways. Overwatch. Anyways, that, that's Overwatch's category to lose. Okay. This next one is Breath of the Wild. Best, oh, wait. I mean...
0: Best action-adventure game. The best action-adventure <laughs> games combined in combat with traversal and puzzle solving so we got Dishonored 2 by Arkane and Bethesda Softworks. Yep. Oh my, I love that game so much. Hitman by IO Interactive and Square Enix. Hyperlight Drifter, which somehow I'm surprised it appeared here, because it's a great game. It's a great okay. game. Love it. I just didn't think it would appear up against with these other like. Triple, yeah, these other yeah. really big. Ratchet games. and Clank by Insomniac Games and Sony Interactive, and then of course, Uncharted 4. Um, yeah. So, this is the only place Dishonored 2 appears. And I want it to win. I don't think it will. I want it to win because it's a great game. It's reviewed great.
1: Um, Oh, yeah. Dishonored 2, I think, is better than the first game. Yeah. And I I didn't think I was going to say that because I I love the original Dishonored Mm -hmm. so much.
0: But Dishonored 2 is like that and then... It took um, whatever... um, Also, the cast, like, oh, my gosh, the fact that Vincent D'Onfrio and Robert Lord Taylor...
1: Dishonored 2 feels like...
0: It's the game on this list
1: I want to win. Um, again, this is also one of those things that, like, if Uncharted 4 is up for game of the year, how could it not be the best game in its yeah. own category? Just like Inside, it's kind of like, this almost feels like there's no point to have this because it's clearly Uncharted yeah. 4 that's going to win. But I would love to see Dishonored 2. Like, maybe they're just like, look, Dishonored 2 is really good. We have to give it something. Yeah. But, I mean, I – again – Any game that's game of the year that ends up going into a category about its own genre—if it can't win its own genre—then it shouldn't be for game of the year. Just talk. So so. we're we're in agreement. We want Dishonored two, but Uncharted four is probably it's probably gonna be Uncharted four. I don't know how it can't be Uncharted
0: four. Okay, best role playing game. The best best game designed for rich player character customization progression, both both offline. Two things are included on this list, including massively multiplayer. So we've got Dark Souls three. Actually, three things are included on this list that are really Dark interesting. Souls three from Software and Bandai Namco Entertainment. So it's from from Software. Yep. De, Deus Ex, Mankind Divided by Iidos Montreal yep. Square Enix, and this is the weird one for me. Oh, Deus Ex. <clears> no, 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 not that. But go on. The The Witcher three Wild Hunt Blood and Wine by CD Projekt Red because that's a DLC. Yep. Um, World of Warcraft S- Legion. It, it's like an expansion <laughs> yeah. pack. Just like World of Warcraft. Which is Legion. an expansion pack, and then. They're just tossing some cookies to Nintendo. Xenoblade Chronicles X by Monolith Soft and Nintendo. Great game. Does not stand a chance in this category.
2: Yeah. I I
0: I would like it to win, but as man, I love that game. But there's just if you if you compared that to Dark Souls three, in terms of how the game is, like the the character design, like the textures that aren't like the character textures in xenoblade are just like holy crap nintendo or monolith Soft. like you couldn't have put in the extra work maybe make the mouths move with the words make characters emote like these are basic things here's the thing i know that this feels
1: really weird right um like this whole category feels weird because you, you got dark souls 3 and xenoblade chronicles which are clearly like new games this year yeah. um you have an expansion pack for World of Warcraft. Granted, World of Warcraft expansion packs almost feel like a new release of a game. Mm-hmm. And Legion is absolutely fantastic. It might be the best expansion pack since the Burning Crusade. But uh, so far. That's the thing. Like, it's weird. It feels weird for Legion to, to win this because you you don't really get a full picture for what Legion is until we're already talking about the next X-Pack because mm-hmm. that's when they stop adding content to it. Um, so like, I guess... It's really hard to tell right now. I don't think Legion has a chance just because it—it's it, just the type of game World of Warcraft is—the ever evolving game. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think as fantastic as as this X Pack has been so far. I don't think it has a chance. Um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided isn't that uh, more of like a remake?
0: No, it's like a third. It's the third in a series of games. Okay. Um, because before okay. that, it is okay. Oh, what was it? Human Revolution. It was Deus Ex.
1: Well, Either way, Deus Ex Mankind Divided actually reviewed lower than Xenoblade. So I don't think that... I think Xenoblade Chronicles is a lot better shot at it than Deus Ex does. Especially since Xenoblade Chronicles X is just such a... Like, it's like the only RPG for Wii U. Um, so, the the odd one to me is that Blood and Wine. Because it's it's DLC. It's an expansion. It's, it's DLC. But here's the thing. Of everything on this list, that Blood and Wine DLC is rated higher than everything else. It's like it's not even close. It's like at a 92, well, 93. Keep I'm it in mind, too. 94 on game Which Witcher 3 games. won...
0: Dark Souls 3. Witcher what? 3 won best game of the, or one game of the year last year. So I'm not it surprised. Did.
1: It did. So, like, so like the panel already loves Witcher 3. And the Blood and Wine, it might be, like, Wild Hunt, like, I don't Blood and Wine itself is what a lot of people said is, like, the pinnacle of DLC. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what DLC... If you're going to charge for it, this is what it needs yeah. to be. Like, you can't, you know, charge for a, a couple maps and call it good like so many people do. Like, this is what DLC, you know, whatever. Like, if Zelda's going to have DLC, it needs to be, like, blood and wine and quality and, and, and content. Like a fully but, new game, basically. Um, yeah, it, yeah, but, like, it doesn't feel like it takes mm-hmm. away from the original game. Like, that that's what so, so many people worry about. Oh, if you're going to mm-hmm. have such a big story one or such a big... You know, DLC pack like that means that the first that the original game's incomplete, but it's what? not. It's brilliant how CD Projekt went. it. So I think that's why it's included because it is like already The Witcher 3 is already really good, and this DLC pack did something that no one thought it could mm-hmm. do. Um, but I, again, it does feel like it's Dark Souls 3 category to lose, mm-hmm. um, because you know it is a full game, not not a, not DLC. Uh, it is the highest rated of the full games. It's higher rated than Deus Ex. It's higher rated than Xenoblade. Like in terms of ratings for full games, Xenoblade is two, um, but Dark Souls three is it, kind of a darling. It, it, it's you know it hasn't been nominated for anything else. Um, nothing else in this list has really been nominated for anything mm-hmm. else. Um, and Dark Souls three feels like the more popular of all of them. I, I think this is. <laughs> I want to say that Dark Souls 3 is going to win, but but I know it feels weird, but I think Blood and Wine has a shot.
0: No, I, I agree. I think it has a shot. I just feel like Dark Souls 3 is... Like, I, I like <laughs> the only
1: way I can think of it is if people look at it like, oh, how can we vote for DLC? But if they ignore that and they just go with what they feel is the absolute best on this list, Blood and Wine would probably I feel win. like
0: that's going to be its downfall though, the fact that it's DLC. But, yeah, I, I think but it was that's nominated. Going to hold back
1: the bullets, but which, that's what I'm saying. Like It was good enough to be nominated, yeah. so it's like... Like they clearly think very highly of it. The reviews of it are uh, um, it's among the highest reviewed things this year released over, on any platform. It's crazy how high reviewed this is. Um, so you know what I'm, I'm confused about. I think it's between Dark Souls Three and Blood and Wine. I, I want to say Legion has like like they, they voted Legion in. So clearly it has. A, they all these games have a shot. You no, know, this isn't like the uh, you know because Legion Legion is just as high rated as Dark Souls Three mm-hmm. is. Um. So like This feels like a category I think that I can't definitively say It's gonna go one way Like I feel like Dark Souls 3 Is like the obvious choice But Blood and Wine And Legion And even Xenoblade Chronicles X Are like such media You know what I'm surprised Isn't on that list
0: Bravely Hmm. Second End Layer. I'm not surprised Because It got pretty much The same reviews Like In terms of Xenoblade Chronicles X Yeah but it doesn't have as many
1: As many what Reviews like there wasn't as many outlets who who played it. Yeah, but still, like that that is like there's set there's what seventy for that, and Xenoblade Chronicles X had eighty seven. Yeah, but still. So, and Xenoblade Chronicles is actually three points higher and has a higher user score. So, um, so yeah, if there was, yeah, I mean I can see what you're saying because I think I think that's a good game. I don't think it's no, a chance, I, I know I just
0: I'm surprised that it's but, not on that yeah. list either alongside Xenoblade. So, or like I said, this
1: is the category I'm not sure about because I think. The panel is going to think Blood and Wine is the best, but whether or not they vote that way because it's DLC, I don't know. If they don't vote that way, then they're going to go, I think, with Dark Souls Three. But again, if they don't consider Legion they, to be DLC, if they consider Legion to be a standalone thing, it is the highest-rated World of Warcraft DLC like <laughs> since Burning Crusade. So it it very well could end up going. I mean, and now I keep flipping. I keep making arguments for everything else. Just, just. Like, it's, it's really... Like, this is a very good category to me. Like, it, it's a strange... It's the strangest category we've seen because we, I've never seen DLC nominated for, like, a full role-playing game award. Like, it's crazy. But, like, it was so good, I could see how it wins. Yeah, so, I don't know. We don't... Dark Souls 3, I uh, Dark Souls three. I think, is going to be the winner. But I'm I, I'm not... I'm, like, maybe 60% sure.
0: I, I want Xenoblade Chronicles to win, but I know it doesn't really stand a chance. Oh, yeah. Well, that's my Nintendo fandom. I don't think it...
1: Like, I think Xenoblade Chronicles is is fantastic. I don't think... I honestly don't think the production value (laughs) on it... We'll put it this way. It's the best
0: open-world JRPG on a Nintendo console.
1: (laughs) It's funny, too, because it's not really in a JRPG the way they designed it. But anyways...
0: Best fighting game for a game designed primarily around head-to-head combat. I don't know how to answer... Pocket Tournament! I don't know how to answer this one because I haven't played... I haven't played a lot. I've only played Poketournament. But we've got Killer Instinct 3 by Iron Galaxy Studios and Microsoft king of fighters yep uh 16 is that right yeah uh yeah by sn oh that's that's isn't that 14 i don't know 14 that's a, that's by, 14 yeah roman by SNK and atlas usa yep. uh poke tournament king of fighters actually by bandai namco studios the pokemon company and street fighter V by capcom
1: so this is either going to go to uh, i feel like this is either going to go to pocket tournament because it's the first like pokemon fighting game people have been wanting this kind of thing forever and it's mm-hmm. decent mm-hmm. um I feel like, like by default, it's Street Fighter V. Even though there's been a lot of, you know, controversy surrounding it. Overall, I, I think the media ended up liking... Let me, let me actually... Well, got, I think the media likes Street Fighter V. Because i got to remember, like it's media that's basically voting on this. So, Street Fighter... Oh, I can't even spell Street Fighter, geez. Like, I got, you know, so-so reviews. Uh, what, what Pocket Tournament? Because if Pocket <laughs> Tournament blew it out of the water with reviews, then I think Pocket tournament's going to get it. No, Pocket Tournament was did not blow it out of the water. It's around uh, the same. You no, know, see, I I think King of Fighters was really good. But did the media think it was good? <clears throat> I actually liked... uh, So that is better reviewed right now. You know, how about... And, and, again, this is another weird weird thing, because Killer Instinct was, like, on the Xbox One at the beginning. Mm-hmm. This is just like another season of DLC. Yeah. Um, so you know, again, just like the last <laughs> category, you know, is the panel really gonna go for the DLC for a game that's already been out. Um, I you know, I, I this is a tough one. This this is really tough. For I, me. I don't know know. Uh, because I play King of Fighters, I play Pocket Tournament, and Street Fighter Five has the name. Yeah. It has the name, it has the brand. it it, it is a game that's played at gaming like fighting competitions um i mean
0: my vote is is just going to be for Pokemon. like that's that's yeah well it's only one you play yeah. it too
1: and you're no, of course film,
0: so. and it looks great it's beautiful um yeah and my only issue with
1: it i guess is it seemed to lack characters and content. yeah well it was it's but what what it had yeah. was really really well good. it
0: didn't have like you know street fighter and i think king of fighters has a story mode
1: yeah, I, I think, I think Pokemon Tournament suffered almost from what the original Killer Instinct when it came out did. all the oh, Killer Instinct did it way different. You know, you had a couple characters and you had to buy yeah. more. Um, but, like, Pokemon Tournament felt like it just came out with too few and too few places yeah. to fight. It it was very... Um, but it's really good. It's what what it has. And what it's getting. It's good. I think if, like, it would have doubled the content it had, like, I think it would have won the same. It, as if
0: down. it would have had, like, a, an all-star ensemble, like, a lots and lots of Pokemon sure. in it instead of, like... especially like Pokemon, like really recognizable
1: ones. Um. Um, I mean, it has good ones in it. So I I think this is one where I think it's going to end up being between Pokemon tournament and street fighter five. They both reviewed very similarly. Street fighter five was played by more people, but it is what it is. Uh, Pokemon is obviously very recognizable as a brand. So you don't have to worry about brand recognition there. Uh, You're going Pokemon. I think it's going to end up going to street fighter five by default because none of these games reviewed well. And street fighter five has the name. And is the is the one game that's still played to this day? Like it's relevant and like hardcore uh, gamers and stuff. Um, granted, at the tournaments they own all the DLC and everything, but it is. What it is. Right. Um there best you go. family game. Fighters. Move family on. Family game. Best. Family best
0: game, game appropriate for family play, including Toys to Life, Rhythm, Music, Dance, and other genres. We have Dragon. Yeah, it's basically just anything that you
1: could see anyone yeah. in your family. Dragon, Dragon Quest sense.
0: Builders by Square Enix. Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens by traveler tales that's sorry tt fusion um yeah pokemon yeah, yeah. go by Niantic. tick ratchet and clank by insomniac and skylanders imaginators by toy for bob slash activision <clears throat> so i think
1: it's gonna go this is like the category i think pokemon yeah, go wins
0: that's what i was gonna say because
1: everyone played it um whether you were an adult or a child even the media members would be like yeah, we didn't necessarily like think it was the greatest, but we we still that's, played that. That was kind of
0: my thing for uh, wh- whatever it was that it was up for earlier. Like Ratchet and Clank, to me, just isn't a family game. I know like Sony tries to
1: make it out to be. It's, an, it's well, just when your like titles it's are
0: like game. up your arsenal and stuff. It's not, not really a family yeah. game.
1: Yeah, it's they not. tried to reinvent. Um, it.
0: Skylanders, Skylanders is definitely more of a family game, but I
1: think that's not a game I necessarily view everyone playing. I feel more kids yeah. enjoying Skylanders more. Um, Lego Star Wars: The Force Awakens, like. I mean, I could see how that's a family game, but isn't that just like every other LEGO game yeah. out there? Like, they're pretty much all the same. Dragon Quest Builders, again, it's like a Dragon Quest taken like, Minecraft Well, and stuff. it's very
0: – Dragon Quest is, is a, like, very niche thing for the West. Like, it's never yeah, – it's it's it never is. been really, really I, I mean,
1: I don't think this is – I mean, we both agree. It's Pokemon yeah. Go. Like, like, it doesn't matter. This was one where reviews don't necessarily matter. It's going to be games that they actually think people will yeah. play.
0: And Pokemon so, Go is gonna win that. Best strategy game. Best game focused on real-time return based strategy gameplay. Oh, this is so tough. I know it is. I know exactly what you want to I'm win. torn on three games. Civ six by Fire Axis Games and two K. Fire Emblem Fates by Intelligent Systems. Banner Saga by Stoic Studio and Versus Evil. Total Warhammer. Total War Warhammer, which is I know that Nate is like in love with. Uh, by Creative Ensem- Assembly. In, in, fact, in fact, while we're, I'm gonna start downloading <laughs> that game right now because XCOM Two by Fireaxis Games in Two K, which is really interesting to see Fireaxis up there with two games, but they're not small. Yep. Yep. Um, no. hmm. My vote is so, gonna go to Fire Emblem. My like I just I figured you were going. That's Fire that's Emblem. Yep. where it's probably gonna go. Um. I don't think Fire Emblem. I don't think take it is. One. I. I but that's just my vote.
1: Yeah, that's what you want. Like, if you were on the panel, you'd be you like, go, "Yeah, Fire Emblem, love that game." I'm torn because one Civilization Six is absolutely yes, fantastic. Is. I I don't own it yet because it's on my Christmas list. Um, so I've only watched gameplay videos of it, but I love Civ Five <laughs> and Civ Six. Everyone who like loves Civ Five has said Civ Six is like just even that mm-hmm. much better. Um, so, Civ Six is amazing, and we don't get new Civilization
0: games that no. often, to
1: be honest. I mean, the series has been around forever, and this is only number <laughs> six. Like.
0: Well, okay, there's, like, there's like, the space one. Like <laughs> okay. Well,
1: yeah, but those are, like, expansion packs. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like what World of Warcraft does, except World of Warcraft doesn't have a war, World of Warcraft <laughs> Um, Fire of the Fates is, obviously, we talked about already. Great game. Um, great pair of games. <laughs> True. Uh, saga, two is, is, is really good, but I, I don't think it has a shot right here. Um, Total War Warhammer is amazing. Um, obviously, you know, as Alfred said, oh, Nate's going to gush about that one. Oh, of course <laughs> Uh, the Total War series is absolutely stunning. Um, it went into a rut, uh, I want to say, after Medieval 2. Uh, Shogun 2 really wasn't that great. Uh, the Empire, Total War Empire, wasn't really that good. Like, Total War kind of felt like maybe it ran its course. Maybe it, maybe Age of Empires out. Like, Age of Empires 3 came out, and that kind of killed the series. Um, and I felt like maybe Total War kind of reached that point where it killed itself. Um, you know, it, it just wasn't – its formula just wasn't going to work anymore. And then Warhammer happened, and it just changed everything. <clears throat> um, Total War felt like the perfect fit with that universe. And what they did and the unique ways they implemented all these new features, it really reinvigorated what Total War is. And the reviews show. Total War Warhammer, I think, might even be... Let me look up reviews. I think it might be the one of the highest. Shogun 2 back in 2011
0: so what what do you got, what do I you, you vote for and what do you uh
1: Rome Rome was the best one that's no surprise um I, I think it's well it's to, to me it's between Warhammer, Fire Emblem Fates six and six, Civ yeah. 6 I don't think Fire Emblem is going to get no. it done what do you who do you vote for I, I, I want it I, I see I want Warhammer to okay, win So I figured. but I think Civ 6 is taking it <clears throat>
0: Best sports... Just Civ 6 has all the media hype. So it, best best I sports so. and racing game for traditional and non-traditional yes. sports and racing games. You got FIFA 17 by EA Canada and EA Sports. Forza Horizon... The best game isn't on Forza the list. Forza Horizon 3. I know. I know what you're talking about. Uh, Playground Games by Microsoft Studios. MLB The Show 16 by uh, Sony Computer Entertainment. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah, San Diego, San Diego. Yeah. NBA 2K17. Visual Concepts 2K Sports. Pro Evolution Soccer 2017 by PES Production of Konami. I think it's going to go to NBA 2K17. I'm not really a sports game guy, but I think that that's, it's going to go to NBA.
1: Um, Let me see what that oh, Forza game got rated. Forza Horizon. Oh, okay. That changes things. <clears throat> Originally, I was going to say it's going to FIFA, MLB The Show, or NBA 2K17 because FIFA is widely considered way better than pro evolution so pro Evolution shouldn't even be in the running. Mm-hmm. um fifa is like the most popular sports game in the world and every version they release is usually really really good uh mlb the show is the de facto baseball game um i didn't play 16 i did play 15 so it has no bearing on 16 at all and how good it is because i haven't played it to compare i do have nba 2k17 rented right now from gamefly fantastic um, they really improved on the story mode in it, which is why I think it might win. Because, like, as much as hype as the Spike Lee story got last year, it really wasn't that good. Um, and this year they kind of made the story mode make sense and matter uh, in a way that I didn't think they could. I always thought it was going to be a silly thing, and now it's like, this is something you can invest in. Um, and the gameplay is just as good as it's always been. NBA 2K17, um, I was going to give the win, too. Then I just happened to glance at I know how well Forza Horizon 3 is reviewing 91 I've never been a Forza guy like FIFA 17 is not close MLB The Show is not close NBA 2K17 isn't close Um, I think it's going to go end up going to Forza who do you want to win because it well, I, oh, the game I want to win I know
0: list. you want NHL or not NHL you want Madden to win.
1: Yes. And I'm not just saying that because, like, you know, the the, the criticisms people have of Madden are the same reasons that FIFA shouldn't be on the list <laughs> or MLB The Show or 2K17 shouldn't be on the list. You know, it's just slight improvements to a previous game. It's a roster update. Um, but, like, that's not just what Madden 17 is, and I'm not going to get into all the nitty-gritty details yeah. on that. Um, but, but I think Forza is going to win because it's the most different of all the games on there, and it's not a yearly game. Mm. And it's also the most high-reviewed game of all the games on the list. So it doesn't come out as often. Uh, like, all the rest of these games are yearly games, except for Forza. And Forza reviewed really well. Yep. So I think it's going to go to Forza. And I think if any other game is going to knock it off, it's going to be... Uh, let me glance at MLB The Show quick. Because MLB The Show is, is a big media darling in the U.S. Yep. No, so, so I think it's going to go to Forza Horizon... If another game is going to take it, it's going to be NBA Two K. So, so you said NBA Two K. Yeah. So that's like my second choice. Right. So that's kind of the, what I, what I would want to win out of what's
0: available there. But <sighs> All right. So best multiplayer <laughs> oh, game boy. for outstanding online multiplayer gameplay and design, oh, okay. co-op it's and massively multiplayer experiences. Got Battlefield One, Gears of Gears of War. This war. Oh, this <clears> this overcooked, me. overwatched. That's confusing. Overcooked is so Rainbow fun. Six Siege and Titanfall 2. Yes. So,
1: <clears throat> out of what's on this list, I think Titanfall 2 should win, but it's not going to. Yeah, no, it's not. Um, I want it to win, because it, it, it just is that good, but it, it's it's not going to. It's going to be Overwatch or yeah, Battlefield 1. Yeah, I think it's going to go to
0: either Overwatch or Battlefield 1.
1: I, I would love to see a game like Overcooked get that Me recognition, because it, it's a very good game. Just It's so much fun to play with friends. Uh, but... I think, I think Overwatch is probably going to end up taking it. Battlefield 1 has a shot. Uh, I'm very surprised that they didn't include Legion in this list.
0: Oh, for oh, World of Warcraft? Because it's a massively multiplayer yeah.
1: experience. Like, it's an MMO. It's literally multiplayer. Um, so I'm very surprised that they included, like, Overcooked or, like, Rainbow Six Siege, which clearly it has no shot to me. Um and include like <clears throat> the most popular multiplayer game in the world yep. right now it's really weird but uh yeah i i think overwatch is probably gonna take this yeah category. i think
0: overwatch is gonna take it i'd like to see overcooked win um but if yeah
1: that's the thing like i i want to see them go for overcooked because i think it is deserving it's just i don't know how it's gonna be i think if
0: overwatch didn't win any other category it'd win this one um now here's the nominees we get to actually cast a vote for- okay i don't know that much about esports do you
1: uh not the individuals i know the team names i'll set a hungry box um yeah hungry box i know because he was at the nintendo event
0: i don't know that much about him back in the and day. we're at two hours and 40 right. minutes yeah hungry hungry box is the one of the best super special yeah. players in the world um so i'm gonna go down we're gonna go down to most anticipated game just gonna round it oh over. we're not gonna trending game i mean we can um because I only I only say that because last year Greg Miller won
1: and gave probably the best no, speech I've ever heard in my life. So oh, That speech is amazing. Mm-hmm. If you guys haven't seen the Greg Miller speech, you need to go watch it. And then listen year. to his reasoning, totally reasoning
0: behind it. Um, oh, so here's so Trending Gamer. For a streamer, influencer, media member who has made an important impact on the industry in 2016. We've got Angry Joe Show, yep. uh, Boogie2988, yep. Danny O'Dwyer, yep. also known as Francis, Danny O'Dwyer, Jacksepticeye, and Lyric. So... This is this is the thing. Is Jacksepticeye is a huge audience, and yes, he does. he's good. So I yep. can see him winning. Um, well, they all have kind of yeah, huge audiences. But like, he's he's probably the one I know the most. Like I've been subscribed to him forever. Like he's got what, he's got thirteen mil something like that. What are some
1: of these other guys? what's, what's Angry Joe at? He's at. Uh, that at 2 mil, so yeah, he might be like the most followed.
0: Well, and here's the thing too, is it's not necessarily about, and this is one of the things that we, we found out last year with
1: Yeah, like this isn't necessarily a popular, well this is. We found out last year contest.
0: with Greg Miller, is that this isn't really about how many views you have, it's can you inspire your audience to vote for you? And Yes, so if, yes. And, and I think
1: this is where someone like Danny O'Dwyer has a shot. Is yeah. if he's like because, hey guys,
0: vote for me, I'm nominated for this, and then like, he doesn't have
1: a huge audience, like, following him on, on YouTube. You know, I mean, he does okay for himself. He's got 22,000. Like, that's what Zelda Informer basically mm-hmm. has. So, like, and, and our YouTube channel is mm-hmm. Dinky. So, like, but that's not what he's known for. Yeah. He's known mm-hmm. for his work at, at, at the, the number two video game site in the whole world um, and doing a fantastic job there. And he was still working there earlier this year. Um, I, bet he, I don't know if he's if he, I don't even know he might still be Who, Danny? 100% I thought sure. Danny
0: left to do yeah. something.
1: Yeah, I thought he did. That's why that's why you know the trailer goes to his YouTube channel, but he's still he left yeah. this year. Um and like kind of funny games kind of left around like a similar mm-hmm. time. Like last year or maybe it was 2 years ago now. Um but anyways, the game awards didn't have this category yeah. that year. So, um <clears throat> otherwise I think Greg Miller would have maybe won the year before. So like he, he, Greg Miller deservedly won last year, despite not being the most popular choice yeah. on there in terms of followers. Uh, Daniel O'Dwyer I think, has inspired a lot of people uh, through his work at, at, at GameSpot. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the fact that he went independent and basically did it all on his own. Um, it wasn't like when Greg Miller left and brought like three, four people yeah. with him. <clears throat> you know, Greg Miller got the recognition, but really he only got that award uh, because of what they were able to do collectively.
0: And he says group. that he's not taking this for himself.
1: Oh yeah. yeah, he, he said that in his, I mean, you can even listen to it. To his, yeah. his he knows that that award is not just about him. Like that's what that group was able to do and what they, that group means to so many people. And Greg Miller is just a, you know, that, that go-to personality of that group. Um, so he was the one that got recognized and Daniel Dwyer is completely on his own. And I personally <clears throat> am a huge fan of him. Um, so like I was a huge fan of Greg Miller and he was on the only one, um, I'm a huge fan of Daniel yeah. Dwyer, and he's—I really want him to win. I really think he's got a legit shot, just because of people are going to know who he is. On you know, like fans are going to know mm-hmm. who this guy is, even if he doesn't have a big following. Um, and, and I also look at it as you know, you're looking at you know who's the most influential media member. Like I don't know that Angry Joe is any more influential <laughs> this year than he was yeah. last year. Like I I like his stuff, but like I you know yeah, his following's grown, but is he really any more influential than he's ever been? Uh, boogie you know is he really any more influential now than he used to be i think if the game awards existed years ago you could say that he is because when he came out to talk about his eating disorder um and all of his personal strifes he's had to go through to get to where he is like that's a very inspiring Mm -hmm. story and you could you could argue that that makes him like a big influencer for people to follow their dreams and that that's very true but again that wasn't this year that wasn't even last year. Like, he he, he did this a, a little while ago, and he'll bring it up now and then, because, you know, not everyone watches all his videos, so not everyone knows, but reality is that, like, that wasn't an impact he made necessarily this year. Um, Danny O'Dwyer, like, he went independent this year. Yeah. Um, Jack Septimus, obviously the most popular of all of them. And here's the thing, like... Lyric, do you know anything about Lyric? But like I said earlier... That's the thing. I don't know anything about him, because he's got such a small following, like... Oh, but this is the
0: thing. Like I said earlier, it's not necessarily about the following. Um... I know, but that's what I'm saying. That like I haven't heard of this guy. Like, where did well, he come from? Um, but like, uh, we'll put it this way. There are prob- there were people that hadn't heard of... Um, kind of funny. They hadn't heard of Greg Miller. Which is surprising because he was like, the face of IGN for a while. Um, they, they hadn't yeah. heard of... Well, it, if you were a fan of PlayStation, yeah, you heard of him. Yeah, if you were a fan of PlayStation. But a lot of people had um, and it's because they motivated their followers like they're on Twitter every day. Uh, it's kind of the same thing. Um, oh, they're they're the you know this is the one I'm shocked isn't on there. Who?
1: Um, and, and maybe it's because they couldn't think of an individual for this award because it's trending gamer, yeah. but like no one from Easy Allies is on yeah. there. Yeah. Like they literally got shit canned without a choice. Like, like kind of funny was a choice. Mm an inspiring choice to, to leave like a really cushy corporate job but it's still a choice yeah. easy allies they they, they have no guarantee of anything mm-hmm. um but i think it, you know the only one you would really pick from that's maybe Brandon Jones cuz he runs everything <clears throat> but like a lot of people you know like follow cuz of Kyle Bossman. um well, like, so again, I don't know. Maybe that's something that they'll that one of them will be on the show next year because like now Kyle Bossman probably before this panel was picked, um, they didn't know that Kyle Bossman was going to be on the uh, that YouTube streaming show every mm-hmm. Thursday. He does a bit on there now, and he's like a regular with Jeff Keeley. Um, so you know, I could see maybe Kyle Bossman becoming one next year. But it, it kind of surprises me that because this is the year like everything went to crap yeah. for them, and they kind of came mm-hmm. out of that with like. Being able to still do this kind of thing for a living, making the content they want to make, well, um, I I don't know. I'm also a big Easy Ali fan, so I guess I'm a little like I'm a big Daniel Dwyer fan, so like I'm kind of biased to say I want Daniel Dwyer to win. Plus, I think he would give like a killer speech. Well, and,
0: uh, um, I think I think it'll be like Greg Miller level of appreciation. We'll we'll end it with this. The, um, if you want your person to win, vote for them because this is the fan choice. Yeah, this is um, a fan mm-hmm. vote. Like you guys can go to the thegameawardscom
1: slash nominees.
0: And and just like, okay, for the, the streamies that YouTube does every year, there are a lot of big names yeah. that go up against, um, like, a lot of these. But, like, we talked about Jack, Jack Septic guy is a really big name. Uh, probably one of the bigger names yes. out of that list. He's probably the biggest yeah. name on the like, list. But, um, like, yeah. for the streamies, uh, the, there was, like, Game Theorists, Rooster Teeth, The Young Turks, say what you will about them. Yeah, just huge And def- The Philip DeFranco Show won. And I absolutely love that show. Love that guy. Um, and, and they yep. won, and because they inspired their fans to vote. So if you if you really want yep. a, ga- a gamer to win, go vote for him. And finally, yep. most anticipated game. Ooh. Recognizing. Oh,
1: we're going to skip over the controversial best fan yeah, creation. Yeah. Do you mean the two of them? Um, I, I think no matter who wins, there's just going to be boos yeah. in the audience. Um, if you've managed to <laughs> okay. stay
0: with us for the whole two hours and forty-seven minutes or whatever. It's okay, we're on. making like a habit of these of these know, Nate right? and. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, Alfred, being so, two hours. I'm just not right. going to cut this one up. It's just going to go straight through. Um, oh, so, God. our most this is most anticipated game. Ugh. Recognizing an upcoming game that has shown significant ambition and promise. Is it even
1: fair for us to talk about? See, <laughs> we can
0: talk about what we want to win, but we can talk about what we know is going to win. And promise and well, what, what if it's the same thing? It, hold on. Oh, they're voting and, by Twitter. And promise in moving the medium, the gaming medium forward must be announced and scheduled for release. <laughs> After well, Nintendo Prime just casted its vote. So it says <laughs> God of War by Santa Monica Studio, Check. Sony Interactive yep. Entertainment. Yep. Huge game, sure. Lots of cheers. Huge for it. game, and then Absolutely. Horizon Zero Dawn um, by Guerrilla Games, yep. Sony Interactive Entertainment. This is the game that PlayStation 4 owners have been waiting for. Something like this, like a defining new IP. Looks fantastic. Um, there are and, some reservations yeah. some have about it. Now that they
1: figured out how like some of the one of the core gameplay mechanics that. Is a mechanic people yeah. actually don't like. Um, Mass, Anyways, we don't know yet. Mass Effect Andromeda
0: uh, by Bioware and EA. Um, that's, you know, name recognition. It's got Mass yeah. Effect behind it.
1: Put it this way. 2017 has oh, yeah. so many big games.
0: Here's here's the thing that's going to cause Legend of Zelda some trouble. Red Dead Redemption 2 by Rockstar Games. And then, of course, yeah. we've got Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. We are, you guys, everybody knows, yeah. Nate and I are voting for Breath of the Wild. Okay? That's no, not... Well, most you know,
1: like I'm really looking forward to Mass Effect. I'm a big Mass Effect fan. Um, I haven't played a lot of the God of War games, although they look really great. And this, you know, literally just called God of War game coming out looks like it might be the next yeah. step. Like it might be like the Breath of the Wild to God of War. Um, None of these games so look franchise. Bad. Let's,
0: let's say that too. None of them. Look yeah, bad. like these are fantastic games.
1: Um, Red Dead Redemption Two. We haven't seen anything from. Them. I, th- I I <clears throat> think yeah, that's the thing. Like we're anticipating it because of how good one was. Well, two. Technically, um, and because it's by Rockstar Games, who I don't I don't think they've released a bad game. I could be wrong on that. Someone will find some obscure let's, game that released. Red Dead Redemption
0: it. is technically Red Dead Two. This is Red Dead Redemption Two, because we had Red Dead Revolver yeah. before then.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <coughs> so like, like semantics. I know. <sighs> no, it's okay. So like I, I, the only thing is like we're, this is just most anticipated. Like it doesn't have to be like what you think. No, I know, I know. Right I know. That's the thing is. Breath of the Wild had, like, huge... Like, like Mass Effect. We've hardly seen anything from, but we're going to get five minutes
0: of it at the Game Awards. And we're going to get... Like, finally see what We're going to get five more minutes of God of War, probably, and Horizon Zero Dawn, and Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh, yeah. We're probably... All these games are probably going to be... And here's the thing, is that Uh, out of all of these, like, a a lot of people... Like, two of them are Sony exclusives. You got God of War and Horizon Zero Dawn. Those are only going to come out for Sony, which, that's not saying anything about them. Like, these are still very good games very highly anticipated games but again i think it's going to come down to breath of the wild or red dead redemption 2 it's going to come down to those two because one breath of the Wild literally destroyed
1: it owned most of the year's hype after e3 like it that was it that was the most talked about thing i think the only reason red dead redemption 2 even as a shot because i think if it was announced earlier this year it it wouldn't have been able to beat breath of the wild like if it was announced before breath of the wild and then breath of the Wild got announced at e3 i don't i don't think it'd be even close but Red Dead Redemption 2 is the most recent of these announced games. And it's, like, the trailer is really popular. It's actually about the past Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. for views, despite the fact the trailer doesn't Well, and show here's anything. the thing,
0: too, is that we're anticipating Red Dead Redemption 2 being good. We already know.
1: But, but here's what I also know. I've seen fan voting in the past, right? Like, GameFAQs does every now and then does their, like, best game of all time yeah. thing, and it's totally fan votes. Zelda fans show up to yeah. vote, man.
0: I'm not like I'm crazy. Not discounting the that. games
1: beat other like like I love Zelda games, but like they beat out games that are way more popular than them. So I think if this was a panel game, like like if a panel was choosing, I think they'd choose Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. just because of how like as much as they might be excited for Red Dead Redemption Two, that trailer doesn't really say oh it's revolutionizing or anything. Breath of the Wild looks like it's completely changing what we know Zelda to be. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they'd be excited about Horizon: God of War, but like they, again, we don't know enough to. Necess- outside of Horizon, that's a new IP. We don't know enough to know if those games are really doing anything or just doing more of the same. And Breath of the Wild, we already know, and they've already played hands on yeah, but this
0: again, this is just anticipated.
1: But this is fan. Well, this is like yeah, this. Is, but this is fan. This is a fan vote, which is totally different because it's like a popularity.
0: Well, category. imagine like if we had never seen anything from Breath of the Wild, and we'd already seen all the stuff from Red Dead Redemption Two. We kind of know what we expect out of that, and so like, hype is well, like I personally would still vote no, for the Wild, but but the but, general. Like, I don't think it would. I don't think generally it would because we've seen. A lot of, of footage from Breath of the Wild, not that it's sure. kind of sizzled down, but it's like okay, well we know what to expect. Like we know this game is coming out soon. We know that's going to be fantastic, but we we're anticipating something with Red Dead Redemption Two. We're anticipating a great game. Yeah. Um. We're, we're like, oh my gosh, this is anticipating like a reveal. Yeah. Like yada, all this yada. stuff. Like that's that's what that like most anticipated game. Like that's, sadly that's why No Man's Sky won is because of the promise and the hype behind that game. <laughs> And that's why I think Red Dead Redemption 2 is going to win this one is because of the promise of... Well, here's the thing. We we both can agree it's a two-horse race, right? And that's not the discredit. Like,
1: Mass Effect, it's going to be Amazing Horizon or God of War. Like, we're not discrediting. It's just these games have been known for a while, and people are still talking about Red Dead Redemption 2 and Zelda more than them. Like, it's just the way it is. And and I know there's a little bias, because we're the Zelda former podcast, like a three-hour podcast, (laughs) and... Like, we are obviously biased towards Zelda. We are in a lot of Nintendo communities, so we hear a lot of Zelda. But even if you, like, go to NeoGAF, Red Dead Redemption 2 and Breath of the Wild are constant topics popping up in the most recent talked about stuff all the time. <clears throat> um, these other games are not popping up. Like, I haven't seen a God of War thread pop up there in, since the game was announced, basically. Um, well, they don't, they don't have not the- And that doesn't mean people aren't anticipating it. Like, it's is Red Dead Redemption 2 or Breath yeah. of the Wild. And I think because Red Dead Redemption Two is the more recent, and it's been seven and a half years.
0: Um, or well, at least it will been, be officially since the very about first this game for came up. so long. Like yeah. people have been like, "Well, when yeah. are we going to get Red Dead 2? Like we've already had two Grand Theft Auto. But see, games. then
1: again, by the time Breath of the Wild comes out, it's at least five and a half. No, years. I know. So it's like it's it's like a similar. Uh, I know we have a limp between well, worlds, like, but people just comparing like console games, like I. I it, it's a two horse race. I, I'm I'm more anticipating Zelda than Red Dead. Yeah. Um. I still think they're both gonna be fantastic. Uh. I think. I'm gonna stick with Zelda winning. Uh. You can stick with your Red Dead. I think one of us is gonna yeah. be right. Maybe we should put a bet yeah, on this one. I'm good. <laughs> Um, the bet on this one because this is like this is the one i think it's the closest we can't
0: if you really want to put a bet on this night we uh, can i still need to do my other one which is hopefully going to come in. i know that's the thing i'm like can
1: i can i make him bet and have him lose and then not if you don't
0: make me dress up or like buy and put clothes together then probably you did not have to buy clothes for it yeah i
1: said dress up as much as you can like nothing i didn't mean go buy stuff nothing to look what you have nothing green no nothing red no construction paper you can just wrap yes, around your
0: nether areas Nethers. that's what i'm saying it's as best as you can you well, was, and was, that was, you oh, also maybe lear, you also are making me learn a song that i don't know oh oh
1: oh geez you know how easy it is to learn Sorry. a song oh it's so easy <laughs> especially since you could just like look at a lyric video and do it like yeah, uh, you're making me sing this with... it's awful i'm putting it off <laughs> yeah, I can tell. It needs to be completed before the end of the year. All right, we'll see. Okay, no bet because now I'm upset. <laughs> Alfred still hasn't fulfilled his last bet. <sighs> and by the way, I'm like two and zero in bets this year because on the Nintendo Prime podcast we did some some sort of bet, and I won that one against Darren and uh, you know, the manager, editor, and all the former, and then my best bud Eric Moore, and they both owe me a ten second. Poem to my great. Okay, you made
0: them do something uh, like that. I have to dress up as Tingle and sing a Backstreet Boys song or NSYNC.
1: Well, I couldn't do anything like mean to. to like, I was trying to keep it light. <laughs> like, because I remember the bet was something just really stupid. It wasn't like us. Like, we had like a, like a hardcore prediction bet thing. Like, this was like something yeah. stupid. This, this was like a fan bet. Like, fans voted on who won. <laughs> so I was like, I was trying to make it. I was trying to make it easy. I, I I want it to be so easy next time. It's going to be something like, like oh, oh. I'm to, I, I might bring hot pepper Ugh, into that one. monster, but it's not going. It's not going to be a well. No, not not for him. No, heat, I know. Not I'm not aware. This is your show now. I don't make that. I don't make <laughs> no. I know. I meant here.
0: like you're you're going to do that for them. You're still a monster for the that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. But well, here's the thing. I, I can't because Darren can't record anything. Wait, I know. <sighs> what, okay, that that guy. Anyways, anyways, Darren, you're safe for now. You still owe me that poem. Though. All right, so you're going Red Dead. I'm going Breath of the Wild. I think that is the end is, of the That is. all. We're at two... That should be the end of the Two podcast. hours,
0: 56 minutes. I mean, that might be a little less... May, there might be like a 20 minutes oh, cut. Well, no. I might keep the whole B-movie script in there just... just. Oh, my God. Have fun. <laughs> just to mess with them. If you make it this far... Okay. Thanks for yeah. joining
1: us on the Zelda Informer Podcast. I can't believe it's 11. I know.
0: Well, thank you, guys, and see ya. See you <laughs> next week. Hopefully, we'll have uh, special guests on... To talk about Time's End 2 and the fan film. Um, But until then, see ya. And go Pack Go.
1: They got the win. Bye. Yes. Bye.